Hello and welcome to Famicast 68, your Famicast for mid-November 2015. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined, as always, by Mr. James Charlton. Get it, get it, boom. And Mr. Ty Schubert. Scrubs. Scrubs never change. <laughs> Very true. And also, Mr. Cyrus Delaney. I missed the Halloween episode. It's not pronounced Sam Hain. It's pronounced <laughs> Boo. Well, happy Sam Hain to you, too. so we got a pretty exciting show for you guys here today lots of stuff to go over so i'll tell you what we'll take a really quick musical break here and kick things off with some new business Okay, and Cyrus is going to go ahead and kick off new business for us. So, this week's been one of those weeks where I'm like, where I've been really crazy busy at work, so when I come home, I'm totally unproductive and just play games all the time. So I've played (laughs) more games the last two weeks than probably in like the last six months beforehand. Well, what what else are you going to do with your life? Yeah, I know. Like, I'm at home. I could be doing stuff. Like, what's the point of doing that? Like Japan. taking care of your garden or something. <laughs> that, oh, are we doing a gardening podcast? I can switch tracks if you want. Hey, well, you, 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 you hit it up pretty nicely the last time, so. <laughs> I'm continuing to hit it, I assure you. But on the games, uh, for Nintendo stuff, I've been playing a lot of Shantae recently. Okay. The Shantae Risky's Revenge on 3DS. Okay. Shantae is like she's one of those characters that I love. I really hope she's in added to Smash Bros. at some point. Nah. But I've <laughs> never finished any of her games. So I'm finally rectifying that with Risky's Revenge. And, now, uh, and you said that's the new one on three DS. I think that recently just came out here in Japan or is coming out here soon? I'm not this is the pretty old one. This was released on the DS. And okay. It's been uh, kind okay. of re-released on the 3DS. There's not a console version. There of this one, I'm not sure. I know the sequel is like this four Shantae games. There's Shantae for the GBA or the G- Game Boy Color. There was Risky's Revenge for the DS, and then there was uh, Pirate's Curse. I think Pirate's oh, Curse maybe it's was that the one. Wii U. Yeah. Because yeah. I just remember hearing about the 3DS versions got 3D boobs and the um, the console versions got <laughs> oh, yeah. H- HD boobs. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, choose... But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's not very difficult. It's a very nice looking game, but it's kind of turn your brain off stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So have yeah. you finished it? Did you say? Did you finish it? You finished it? Not yet. I'm kind of. I'm not really sure how far into it. I thought I was really far, I was almost finished, but it kind of just keeps going. It's it's a bit weird, but uh, is is yeah, it I, Metroid-y? Like you can choose the the path you want, like the bosses you want to fight, or is it is it more set? In a it's a path? set order, but it's like Metroid where you have to keep backtracking. So you get new abilities, you go back, and it's like, oh, now I can open, you know, I can destroy those rocks, so I can go into a new area or. I is there any find... like sequence breaking opportunities, or is it is it very much I... strict? I don't think so. It seems pretty strict on what abilities you need to get where. You see, with the backtracking thing, like you know, people who don't like Metroid, you know, complain about the backtracking. But um, 
the upgrades that you get in Metroid actually most of the time let you access at least you know two new areas or whatever, which you can choose which one you want to go to, right? Like what well, the best Metroid games do. But this sounds like the kind of the bad side of Metroid, where it's like you have you get an item, then you have to backtrack to the other side to go to the next stage, and then you get another item that you have to go back where you just came from, back and forth, back and forth like that. That's what pisses people off. About. Yeah, I think this falls more into that category. Okay. Where <laughs> right, it seems exactly. to be almost backtracking for the sake of backtracking as yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to exactly. making it a, a fun, engaging part of the game. You can almost just like see the game design at work. It's like, okay, let's just drag this item all the way onto the other side of the map for no particular yeah. reason. <laughs> you could very easily just put all these items in a row and let you go through the game and it would be the same game. Right. But it's still fun. I'm so still fun. enjoying it. It's it's one of those really like it's a beautiful pixel art game. One of the the nicest nice. on this is. Can you make out the boobs in the tiny little pixels or? Yes, she even has like her idle animation. It's got this really nice bouncy animation, and uh, her <laughs> boobs are going all over the place. And if you leave it long enough, she like adjusts her bra and then goes back a bit. So. <laughs> I I only ask because that's basically all that Shante fans are looking for, isn't it? I'm 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 looking at you, Zach Miller. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, uh, Osiris is not aware. He's the guy on uh, uh, staff who's um, obsessed with Shante and any games with boobs in. Yep, pretty much. Fair enough. Sai <laughs> is the new Zach. <laughs> yeah, hook me up, bro. We can we can talk about this. You know, I just I'm I'm just looking at the Nintendo release list, and yeah, the the one that's coming out soon here is yeah, the Pirates Curse, uh, mm. November nineteenth. On 3DS, package and uh, downloadable. Of oh, course, it's package. Release. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Quite Isn't uh, Half Genie Hero, the Kickstarter one, also coming out on Wii U? Uh, sure. Yes, it is. I backed that, so that's one of the Me reasons. Too. I'm, yeah, I'm. That's what I, why I'm catching up. Is like, okay, I backed this other, this third or fourth in the series game. I should probably play the previous ones. Hmm. The tur- the third one. <laughs> the third one. Jez? The Devil's Third or. <laughs> <laughs> Shantae's turd that's a whole different Stop game it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ty what are you eating are you eating chocolate is that why you don't like this you won't even believe what I'm eating okay <laughs> this is like a life in Japan segment like Ty's life in Japan hmm. yeah hold on where did I just throw is, that back it's not a video show this one Ty <laughs> it was uh yeah, there it is. Uh, Subway shrimp and something tortilla chips. Good lord. Yeah. They're so, real. So Shantae is a good game then. Would you recommend Shantae it, Sai? It's a good game. It's been my bathroom game. Where I'm just like, hey, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Stop. <laughs> Stop now. Go on. <laughs> we, we, we almost moved on there, Cyrus, and then you, you brought it back. <laughs> yes. Uh,. Good times, Shantae. Bring okay. out the best in everybody. <laughs> but, yep. yeah, aside from that, I've been playing some more Pokken in the arcades. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> It's very rare that we have it. a we have a regular, like, arcade game in new business. <laughs> I don't think any podcast does that ever. <laughs> it's like, I've been going to the arcade regularly. Yeah. Like, literally no other podcast in the world does that. You're pretty much all oh, in Japan. I was thinking... Uh... Sai, so we should totally try to interview Tono-sama about Pokken. He's currently the number one ranked player in Japan. 
Oh man, this I can ask a... him if he has a premium account. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I Who mean, is this guy? You... This is a, a guy I play Killer Instinct regularly with. Oh, He's really? also very very good at a lot of other fighting games. Cool. He's uh, Japan's infamous Shumagrath player in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Shumagrath? <laughs> yeah. Tell me I don't know it. any other Shumagrath players. I don't know any. I play Shumagrath. Really? Yep. Really? It's Grays, boy. All right, we should play sometime. At <laughs> <laughs> a wild guess, is he the guy with the big eyeball? Yes. The yes. Oh, what a guess! That was a complete guess. <laughs> I actually Japanese have no idea. Japanese player, what you're of course, about. he's using the tentacle monster, right? <laughs> all, all the Japanese players use the the weird characters like Rocket Raccoon and I don't know She Hulk Tron. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Kirby. this dude plays Pokemon. We should totally talk to him. For sure. So Cyrus, you have you got one of those cards or whatever to save your data? Yes, I do, and I'm becoming ever more angry with Pokken over this. <laughs> you keep giving money to it, that's why. There's two kinds of way you can give money to it. I'm only giving them one kind of money now. So how much do you pay, like, on a weekly basis? Um, no, I need to play it, like, maybe two or three times when I'm passing through an arcade once a week. No, I mean so, for your so. weekly membership. Oh, weekly membership, so... <laughs> I'm just kidding, it should be monthly, right? It, yeah, but for Pokémon, I'll explain just in case. <laughs> so for Pokémon, you can play it as a normal arcade person. You go in, you put in your hundred yen, which is about a dollar, and you get a game of the. You get to play like two rounds of the game, mm-hmm. and when you do that, you can pick any of the any of the playable Pokémon. But you only get to choose from two assist Pokémon when you okay. play. So then, if you get the the player card, which is like a profile card that you can use in a bunch of different games. And they're kind of a required part of Japanese arcades now. Right. You can unlock more assist Pokemon. So you can unlock like four more sets of assist Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Then there's a premium account, which is you pay 300 yen every month as a subscription just to have this premium account. In addition to the 100 yen you play every time you play the game. <laughs> so is this something you can access online or something? or? Yeah, so with if you have a card membership or a premium membership, you can go onto this website and you can look at your stats, you can view your trainer, check all your Pokemon wins and losses. But you can't do anything with that information unless you've got a premium account. Hmm, okay. So in the game, you unlock all these character customizations, all these cool stuff. You can't change what your avatar looks like unless you have a premium account. Oh, oh so you, you do that all online? All online. Cool. And then it appears in the game. And you change your like your your player title. You earn these by playing as well. You can't change those unless you've got a premium account. <laughs> you uh okay. you can only store two or three sets of assist Pokemon at a time. So like you press a button, the assist Pokemon comes in and does an attack. And you can only store three of those on your profile account at any time. But you can only change what three are on your account if you have a premium account. Okay. So you're dragging and dropping these things or like clicking stuff on the website? You're clicking little tick boxes on the website. And that, how does it update on the card though? Is it like it's stored, it's, it's accessed when you put the card in? Mm, so all the, all the, like all modern Japanese arcade systems are network enabled. They're all online. You so, know, I was doing the exact same thing with, uh, 
Tekken five seven years ago in Japanese arcades. <laughs> yeah. They, like you all... had the card and you customized your character through your cell phone, like which wasn't even a smartphone at the time. Mm-hmm. So that was cool, but yeah, th- didn't have to pay a mobile fee. This yeah, it is a cool thing. All these arcades have been doing it for years, where they're all on networks, and so you just go in, you swipe your profile card, the arcade cabinet connects to the central server with all of the profiles saved on it. And it just checks. It's like, oh, your Pokemon has this attached to it, or your character has this costume, and uh, okay. and it just sets them. So it's pretty cool. It lets you customize your guys. But every game since the dawn of this system being introduced has been free. You hmm. you like you earn your credits by playing the game, and then you can just use your credits That's, online. That seems especially insidious, considering this is a child's game. Yes, so, like and... asking children to pay. I mean, how do you pay the 300 yen a month? I mean, is it With a credit, credit card. So it has to be, you know, literally your parents have to set it up. I, <laughs> I think you can also charge it to your phone. I'm not entirely sure. That's weird. Like, Come on, there are adult <laughs> Pokemon fans too. Yeah, I was going to say, how many children do you actually see when you're in the arcade playing this thing? No one fucking plays this game. <laughs> like so, and I think age. the main reason this game is so dead in arcades is this fucking premium system. Because hmm. there's such an array of stuff is locked out from being able to use unless you have this premium system. It's ridiculous. Do you think they just decided like, uh, well, nobody wants to pay it. Or well, I guess we're just going to give up. The, the, do, do you think they have any uh, any thoughts of like, hey, let's make this free to people and maybe try to get some people interested in playing this i would say they're at least going to wait until the wii u version comes out okay. and then they'll see if anyone will cross over to the arcade or not uh-huh. uh-huh i wonder if there'll be any arcade connections with that like i wonder if you would be able to do that kind of stuff on your wii u i'd say you'll be able to customize your wii u stuff but i doubt they'll ever let you connect the arcade to the consoles right even on, via Amiibo. <laughs> so in Japan, they'd probably still make you pay a fee for that. Maybe in the in the West, if it what isn't it even coming to the arcades in the West, I don't remember. There, I think so. They yeah. did a location test, and okay. uh, it was really unpopular. <laughs> it was some weird <laughs> venue, like Chuck E. Cheese or Dave yeah. Buster's or something. <laughs> Blockbuster. Yeah, I think it, <laughs> I think it was uh, that David one you mentioned. I don't know what it is. Dave and Buster's. That's that one. <laughs> that David one, indeed. No one cares. <laughs> Rest in peace, Pulkin. <laughs> Hurry up and come out with a new version that fixes all the bad things. <laughs> like the beta they had before. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ty, you, you sound like you would actually be interested in it if they fixed it. Yeah, right? Re- well, it, if you remember way back when... Uh, there was the location test with the beta version. Me and Cyrus went and played it, and we both fucking loved the game. It was great. And then, like, the finished version came out, and we both shit all over it. Yeah, like, I really want to like this game. It's a fun, mechanically, it's a fun game. But they make it so hard to like this. I tried to, to push the catchphrase, this kills the game. Right. When, like, they, they had the leveling system... Where you need to have a card if you want to compete at all. It's it's just filled with so ba- tacked on bad ideas. So Ty, let's say the Wii U version like actually irons this out, like they get rid of all that kind of bullshit 
because um, for the arcade for the console release, and uh, it they actually make it into a good game. Is would that be interesting to you? It would be interesting to me. Huh. Okay. It's up against some stiff competition as far as other fighting games go right now, but right. yeah, <laughs> it would be. Uh, generally, I would have a positive outlook on that. Cool. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'll be buying this on Wii U. And I'll probably enjoy it a lot, but <laughs> well, Cyrus would buy it even if it's shit. But <laughs> I, in my defense, I haven't bought a Pokemon game in a while now. It's been weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I have one other game I was playing, but I think I've been banned from talking about it. I, I, I don't mind, but I think some people on the podcast are just moving on. Hate Cyrus, fun. save it for when I talk about things. Okay, I might need this. your help. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Well, I think that's, that's all for me then. I've been playing Pokemon and Shantae while I'm in the bathroom. Mainline Pokemon, Shantae, boom. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we'll take another quick break here and be back with some more new business. All right, and Ty's going to go ahead and continue on with new business here. All right, uh, I played a lot of games. Uh, primarily, I've been continuing on Shovel Knight. I played through uh, Plague of Shadows, mm-hmm. which I guess is... Uh, I guess it was free D- DLC or yep, a free update. Right. Yeah, yeah, free yeah, DLC. Yep. Which is a, a pretty good deal because it's actually really good. I know, I know it's so good, oh my god. Yeah, right? It, okay, so for those not in the know, Plague of Shadows, basically you p- replay the game as a, a different character, Plague Knight, one of the bosses you fight as Shovel Knight. And uh, the way he plays is crazy. You need a lot of finesse. Because uh, he has he has like a, this weak sauce double jump and no direct attacks, at least not until you get some... Uh, items in case you you fly around like a a bizarre smash brothers character i want to say you you charge your explosion and it's kind of like uh kind of like foxes are special yeah except he kind of just fires himself across the room and you've got you have some control over him but you really are a missile for a lot of it yeah is you don't have super good control well like I, I would, like I said, it takes a lot of finesse. Hmm. There are a lot of tricks you can use. Um, so basically, you get a double jump and you get your blast, and you get your blast by holding the attack button and then letting go. And when you attack, he, you know, he throws a vial and it, he hangs in the air slightly. So there's a lot of weird little tricks you can learn and do to stay in the air for a long time and reach difficult to reach places and. You know, not die when you're firing wildly around the screen. (laughs) Yeah, like by the end of the game, I was flying through that game. Like he is so fast when you get control of him. He just blitzes through stages because he's firing himself around so crazily. Yeah, and you you figure out these tricks to get like Mm. super crazy horizontal distance. Yeah, so he's he's like a fun Smash Brothers character, I would say. Hmm. Ah. And the I, the story he has is great. I love his story. His story and the little animation touches they do to him is so good. Like the dancing. 
Yeah, you learn a dance. It's <laughs> like little dances. They they had like one dance in the original Shovel Knight campaign, and it was this cute little dance you can find. But uh, they double down on the dancing for for Plague it, of Shadows. Is it a mask or is that his face? It's a mask. It's a it's a plague mask. He's Plague Knight. Yeah, hmm. back in the day, all of like the the doctors and healers they wore these kind of masks because they funnel all your sweat and saliva into a, the nozzle of the <laughs> you could see them in assassin's creed 2 yep does he uh does he take it off he does not actually if you want to nerd out about history for a minute <laughs> i i heard the reason they had the mask like that is they thought uh diseases uh spread by smell hmm. if, oh. if you could smell something diseased you could get diseased which is you know that's pretty good science for like 700 years ago <laughs> so they they loaded up these big ass bird beak masks and then they they filled them with like all sorts of like you know herbs and stuff so you would not smell whatever you were dealing with i just it said is... herbs. herbs herbs herb i don't know that's amazing one of them is my uncle <laughs> herbs. <I> <laughs> I think Ty's been hanging around uh, Australian or British people enough, maybe to speak real English. I just want to throw out that the agenda we're working off of, I painstakingly removed <laughs> all the British spellings <laughs> to, to troll James. I was wondering if he was going to notice. Good. I I already did a find and replace and change them all back. Ah. <laughs> the first floor. <laughs> So we wrote a Shovel Knight guide and said a secret was on the first floor, but it was on the second. <laughs> Much hilarity was, was had. All right. So what are so, these other, like, 120 games you've been playing? Right. So I, I took a day and just, like, you know, started playing all these games I haven't played yet, um, which is almost all the games I have on Xbox One, but not quite. Uh, <laughs> one that jumped out at me was uh, Project Spark. Ah, so, Conquer. Yeah, I haven't seen Conquer at all. I've just been playing with it. So it's basically like a weird little game creation tool. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is like anything like Disney Infinity. Cyrus is going to have to tell me all about that at great painful length. No. <laughs> I can do that for you, Ty. I can be that guy. Is it like is it like Mario Maker? <laughs> uh, hilariously enough, I played uh, an exact copy of a Mario World level. It, it, it seems like uh, if uh, Chinese pirates tried to make uh, Mario World <laughs> oh, God. with polygons. Oh, God. Yeah. I can imagine. So, so it's amusing. Like, you know, I look at these things that people have made and, you know, it, it's basically you get to play around with scripts and like really simplified game design tools <laughs> and you can make these uh, little five minute games. Or potentially longer. Um, oh, is this like in full 3D or is it side scrolling? Yes. Okay. This is full 3D. Like, the, so it could be like a miniature, like 3D platforming level or something if you wanted it to be. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Crazy. Um, in fact, like when you first play the game, it introduces you by, say, with with the game, it makes you play this this simple game where you run around and attack enemies, but. Like, first it asks you, like, what kind of environment do you want? And, like, there's, uh, like, a, like, a fantasy jungle or Arctic or whatever. And it, like, will generate a whole map. And it's, like, what kind of hero do you want? 
what kind of village do you want? What kind of enemies do you want? It just gives you like these multiple choice things and it dynamically creates uh, like a 20 minute adventure for you to play. Okay. And then it says, okay, you can, you can change all this stuff. You can change it on the fly as you play or you can start from scratch. And so I've been surfing what people made uh, and they've made like, you know, really bad uh, <laughs> fighting games and platform games <laughs> and maybe there's some good stuff i don't know i think i'm gonna try to create something later mm-hmm. well i'll let you know how it goes cool is it easy to browse those kind of things yeah it's super easy like you know you you load up the game and it tells you what the most popular ones are right now and you just like select it and hit a and you're in nice yeah it's it sounds a lot like disney infinity that's kind of the same deal with disney infinity Right. Like, I have no idea what Disney Infinity is, but yeah. Cyrus <laughs> is talking about it. It seems similar. Yeah, like, that so. That sounds really cool. I like the idea of that tutorial level where it just kind of builds you a level. That's really cool. Disney Infinity doesn't do that, but that's a, that's a cool way to introduce the idea of the game. Yeah, it was a good tutorial. Um, so I'm definitely going to come back to that if I actually get around to making something and making something cool when I'm not playing fallout 4 which just finished installing right when we started this podcast <laughs> oh yeah i heard the install is like crazy long right uh it wasn't it wasn't that long but the thing is uh i didn't preload because i'm a retard <laughs> i was actually waiting for it to download oh. <laughs> oh so you haven't installed it yet no it's installed i'm on oh, the yeah. character creation right now oh, okay <laughs> I'm so, probably going to be there for the remainder of this podcast. I was going to say, we might not hear from Ty from the rest of the podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So Project Spark's cool. I will come back to that probably in a month. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else they play? I played Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Oh, cool. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty. Yeah, I, want to really, I really want to get that for my PS4, but this haven't. It was free on Xbox One. Ooh. Get wrecked. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's not talk about that game. Uh, let's not talk about that game. Man, okay, I'm sick. Uh, all right, you know. Oh, God, what was that game? Limbo. That game came out. Uh, I didn't like it at first. It grew on me a little bit, but, you know, I don't think it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, since then, there's been a lot of very arty, 2D games where you just like go right and it, they try to impress you with art and atmosphere but i am so sick of that <laughs> like uh there's this one that all right and like i have a number of these have come out and been free games on xbox one mm-hmm. at least three and like i one just put me right in a blind rage like i could not take it yeah <laughs> Uh, so I'm just gonna throw that out there. Stop making those games. <laughs> just stop. It's not. It's not a type of game that benefits a lot from continued refinement. I gather though. I notice a lot of those games are very made by artists, where they're they have this great idea on like they've got all these cool pictures, cool designs, and then the game designer comes in next. So. I often find those games just become hold right. It looks beautiful, but there's nothing to it. Right. Yeah, no more of that shit. On the other hand, Super Time Force, that game owns bones. (laughs) (laughs) 
I remember when the video came out for that, and everybody said, wow, this game looks cool as fuck, and I want to play it forever. <laughs> and that's exactly accurate. <laughs> Gonna yeah, play that, more of that. That's on my list of games. I've I've been kind of going through a list of... Uh, that, that game I talked about a couple of weeks ago, Indivisible, the crowdfunding one. Yeah, they baby. Re- they announced a bunch of guest characters are showing up, so Shovel Knight is showing up. Zachasaurus from that Super Time Force is in it. I think uh, I'm gonna double my contribution to that. <laughs> so that's uh, so I'm gonna go working my way through all of these guest character games, and Super Time Force looks super fucking fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Uh, what else is fun? Massive Chalice is fun. It's it's basically XCOM. Okay, okay. That's all it needs to be, really. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it also... It, it, it's a game that happens over, like, uh, multiple generations of time. Like, the the troops you send out to, to fight these monsters and shit, uh, the fights only happen, like, every couple of years. Mm-hmm. So between those, you're trying to marry these people off or put them in, into work where they'll research things forever and become an old hermit. <laughs> so it's interesting. So so there's this uh, this whole lineage thing you know, have to look into for uh, f- fighting off these uh, evil monsters long term. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds interesting. I, I like that concept. That's pretty cool. Have you guys played XCOM? I haven't. I just heard tons of people talk about it on podcasts and stuff. <laughs> my uh, My friend was a pretty huge uh XCOM fan so i've watched him play it a lot yeah so uh you guys haven't played it then i, I, I played, played the demo directly. the demo was super good super super good yeah do you guys okay so oh wait a minute are we talking like the 3d xcom like recent kind of no yeah. we're talking about the strategy game oh yeah, yeah the, the only yeah. real one yeah that's <laughs> the one I, that's the one i was talking about okay okay yeah. so yeah there's like the 90s strategy one and the newer one and you know, they they had the same good bullet points, so either one is okay. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, play those, and then play Massive Chalice. It's the same thing with the entirely different theme. Hmm. I think the 3D one is like on iOS now or something, isn't it? It might be. It, it yeah. seems like a very touchscreen friendly game. Yeah, that would be a good this. fit, definitely. Yeah. So uh, I hope you guys have a platform you can play it on. Hmm should because <laughs> i know i'm talking to a bunch of fucking wii owners and mac <laughs> users <laughs> you you guys are missing out on games by the way <laughs> is xcom could be on the mac it might be uh, i'm pretty sure it's on ipad and um it's, it's a yeah. real shame xcom on the wii u would be a great fit like... a lot of games on wii u would be a good fit except they don't come out <laughs> <laughs> Roll on the NX. Yep. Um, okay, I think that's all the games I really want to talk about. Okay. I played, I, well, I played Defense Grid 2 a little bit. That seems fun. I'm a big fan of the first one. I think this has co-op, but I haven't tried that yet. Okay. Yeah, Tower Defense, baby. <laughs> the future of video games. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> According to market, marketing executives everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just made Ty depressed for a second then. 
Oh, rest in peace. Yeah, I'm going to have to rest my poor weary heart. Let's move on to the next person. Okay, yeah. We'll take another quick break here and be right back. I'm going to go ahead and uh, continue on with new business here. Uh, honestly, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play a lot of games here lately. But, um, <clears throat> I, you know, the one game that I've been kind of coming back to uh, after basically kind of not playing it for a couple of weeks is, is Mario Maker. And um, I started kind of playing it a little bit more before the update, but I have played it since the update. And um, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But... Uh, you know, basically, I've just been kind of like making a couple of different stages and stuff and just kind of uh, focusing on what kind of feedback I could get back from that. And well, nobody said this is absolute shit yet, so <laughs> that's no, better. Sorry, than... I haven't had a chance to get on you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you've tried my new one. Um, but I was kind of disheartened. I saw Greg Leahy, Leahy played my stage and he didn't like, even star it. And I was like, oh, okay. At least he beat it. So, But I tried, pl- yeah, I tried playing some of his stages and just like just quit because I was like, man, I am just not on the same level as this guy. And I don't Apparently, think I he's updated some of his stages and uh, to include checkpoints. Oh, has he? It, yeah, he, I think he was. Even though he's like you know super hardcore gamer, he said he doesn't want people to like bang their heads too much on his levels. He wants people to actually enjoy them as well. So he's kind of put the the checkpoints in there. Oh, okay, you can make both, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think I don't know if he's kept the original non-checkpoint versions, but yeah, yeah. I'm not going to put any checkpoints in uh, Ty's level, for example. That's going <laughs> to stay. That's going to stay as it is. Perfect. All right. Really I hope you play my Project Spark level when I finish it. I will. I'm really play curious to iPad. play this Ty level of yours. You, 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 you still don't have Mario Maker. You don't have the game yet either. No. Okay. <laughs> I had to Get. uninstall Splatoon. Remember my hard drive problem? Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. No sympathy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Danny. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, I've been kind of just making some stuff and kind of experimenting with some... You know, sometimes if you, you're just playing, like, random levels, sometimes you come across, like, really cool concepts. Um, you know, and well, kind of one of my new stages, it involves, like, bombs and kind of just trying to find out, you know, basically trying to blow them up and get through, like, certain areas and stuff. I, you know, I thought it was kind of a... Well, at least the, and the level I played that I first saw it was pretty clever. I don't think mine's as clever as, <laughs> you know, that level or anything. Yeah, but... I, li- I like that they kept that ability in. Like, they let you blow up the levels with bombs. Yeah. Like, the, the certain blocks that you can do that, right? Right, right, exactly. It's clever, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, you know, I, and it's kind of weird because like, when I went into making that stage, I was originally thinking, okay, I haven't made any stages that involve, like, a consist, you know, consistently like uh, something makes it so you have to consistently fly or something like that. So I went in trying to do that, but then I just totally really didn't do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> then you realize you can't actually fly very well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I realize I can't even get off the ground. <laughs> no, but you know, and you know, I think I mentioned this on the end of the last episode, but if you stuck around uh, with the video version, you would know this. But yeah, I'm actually in the process of moving into a house and. Um, all the stuff house yeah all the stuff that's involved with that so uh are, are you in your new house now no 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 we're moving in at the uh, end of the month so okay. uh yeah basically all the contract stuff is all finished we're just having some uh, like reform stuff done to the house so you know it's just kind of this playing the waiting game and 
doing other things like getting new wallpaper for the place and it's called renovation danny what did reform I say? is japanese oh, english god sorry reform <laughs> oh yeah. that came up in my english class today i was wondering about that what's that reform reform when i when i mentioned renovating i was teaching my students that very word oh okay yeah, yeah could you teach danny some english uh, t- <laughs> cyrus <laughs> it's slipping away day by day i swear um, yep you see, I've been in I, I've been in Japan longer than all y'all, yeah. and I I very very aware that you know of these kind of slip ups that people make, and I try my best not to do that. So, oh, my brother, I was talking to him over the weekend. He's probably wondering what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you, you're speaking like like, hey, brother, I am reform house. Yeah, it's like that's how I talk. Uh, hello, <laughs> I feel like to kick up my game for the podcast, but outside of that, it's just, <laughs> yeah, you know, cut the kind of English. It's crazy. Right. um, no so yeah like i said i'm just kind of busy with that so i haven't had a lot of time to game it's just uh, it's not even like the hard part yet (laughs) but so no you do you're doing well to be on this show without you know collapsing into a heap of uh, stress that's after the edit (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah they say moving houses you know the most stressful thing you can do or one of them yeah exactly Good luck. But, you know, what's kind of cool, uh, my wife kind of agreed that there, there's a room that we have in our upstairs of this new place, and uh, I'm going to use it as kind of like an office slash, you know, game room. hole. Game room, for, for game games. room, game room. Yeah. But, you know, then I don't understand why. She's like, I don't want you to be up there like all the time and never be in the living room with me or something. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's where the amiibos are going to live. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> like the guys on the, the Toys for Game podcast, one of them has his own, like, amiibo slash disney infinity room <laughs> it's just like a walk-in trophy room with everything everywhere okay uh intervention needed before you move in all your furniture and stuff totally have a housewarming party uh i'll bring dance evolution and you can all dance around before or well you still have space for it oh well. i could bring my connect too we could have two connects wallow in yeah, the baby. space bring an extra tv I, I was going to come until the connect was mentioned. <laughs> I'm busy that day. <laughs> I'm washing my hair. Hey, Understandable. Hey, we we talked about it before the connect is good when used as intended. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Um. So yeah, maybe at some point we'll have an update on the Famicast about a big house party with uh, Dance <laughs> Evolution and. Maybe we'll bring it to you live. <laughs> That'll be the live video show. Yes. Also, also, it's a good chance to make all your friends like bring snacks and stuff so you can eat for a while <laughs> afterwards. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I like snacks. So. <laughs> you like living on popcorn, right? I do. And I, James, you know I've done that before. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But, yeah, sorry, kind of a lame new business, but um, I'm going to try to... I have a lot of different games that I can play, and before the next episode, I'm going to try to get on some of that stuff and... Uh, Maybe have a little bit more of an exciting, <laughs> more play, new play games at work. I guess I could take you through the yes. Yes. So okay. All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for me. We'll take another quick break here, and then James is going to go ahead and finish this off. Right, James. How about you go ahead and finish off new business, man? Save the best for last. Yeah, sure. What do you mean? 
so yeah, same game as Danny. I guess uh, while we're on the topic of Mario Maker, so you, Danny mentioned the update. Um, pretty cool update. So as you all probably know, you've now got the checkpoints and the. Um, uh, also, the the more important thing is the um, the the levels made by Nintendo and uh, the event courses. So the event course is um, pretty cool. A whole new section on the um, the course uh, uh, the course downloading area. So they started off with um, three levels de designed by uh, the Game Center CX uh, Arena Kachoga. Yeah, Arena. Um, so yeah, his super trolley levels, and I actually recognized them from like a a little. A video segment he did with Miyamoto. I think it was at like some game event in Japan. Like quite, it's quite a few months back now. Oh, it's the um, same before, levels, are they? That's before the, yeah, cute. yeah, they're, they're the same levels, yeah. Because I remember like Miyamoto failing at all these points. I was like, I remember Miyamoto failing at this bit. <laughs> um, I'm just like Miyamoto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. So yeah, um, I think I've beaten two out of his three levels. They're, obviously, they're super trolly. Yeah. Um, they're designed to <laughs> make you fail at every opportunity. Yeah. No, I, I, try, he, I tried them out too, James. I think I might have beat them all. You beat them all. Yeah, you get Arena for his little, um, you know, not, it's not an amiibo, but it's a, a costume. Yes. You know, you unlock them via amiibos or in these new event stages, you can just unlock them by just beating the stages. Right. Which is pretty cool. And they also did one for Triforce uh, Heroes, yep. um, which unlocks a little kind of triple link. Uh, they managed to squash three links into like, you know, an 8-bit character size. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. cool. It actually looks really good. It does. Yeah. It's a little bit taller, but I mean, if you still try to go under like, you know, a one-space block, you, you totally fit. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. And the other one was the Mario-kun. Yes. Um, that, that came like a few days after. Oh, did update. it? Okay. Um, it wasn't initially there, uh, so they, yeah, they're updating it, you know, at a good rate so far. Anyway, okay, so, so the only... Mario, Mario Kun is the comic yes. uh, in Mario, the manga, which we've mentioned here on the show before. You can actually buy a lot of these. Oh, you can buy them on the 3ds, yeah, right? On like 3ds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like very bizarre kind of you know manga style Mario mm -hmm. <laughs> that you can play as. Um, I think he'd look really cool in a level, actually. I think so too. Um, so yeah. I just unlocked him as well. Cool. So yeah, I think yeah, there's those three that you can. Well, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, you get these event courses which are cool. You know, designed by quote unquote famous people. Baka Rhythm is another Baka, one. Baka. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> now, now everyone in the world is familiar with some freaking moron Japanese. Hey, comedian. you know he's he seems like he's been moving up because he used to just be, you know, only on that stupid 3ds TV show thing that I watch two minutes every day. About it's called Idolingu, like Japanese quote unquote uh, idols. That's not, that guy. Yeah, we're not talking about Martin Luther King Jr. here. Wow. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> you know. That's a throwback. Girls. That's yeah. a major throwback. No, but I've wow. you know, and I guess you know, my wife she said she's known about this guy for a while. He's been a thing, kind of like on Japanese TV. But like you see him on like Spot a lot of variety TV. shows. And stuff now. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Oh, it's called, what's it called? Itsunoma Terebi, like Itsunoma Spot Terebi, Pass yeah. TV, Spot right? Pass TV. I thought you said STD. <laughs> like, well, he's he's run about on the same level. <laughs> as Damn, as fun no as. chill. Yeah. I mean, a guy who calls himself Bakarhythm, it's like calling yourself twat face. It's like, who who does that? In like, oh, dial, dial down the British there a bit, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so anyway, the, the cool thing is like you've got like photograph and you've got like a, a description written by that person, mm-hmm. which obviously has been translated into English uh, in my version. Yes, obviously not the um, Japanese version. So yeah, yeah, you've got like a comment from, uh, you know, Irina or this, you know, twat face guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Mario Kun, I think it's, yeah, like the, the comic creator has written something. So it's you got like nice description. You get a photo, and then you play the level, and you get the character. The characters. There's like a, a dense amount of content in these like um, uh, these event stages. Really, really cool. I was very, very impressed. Um, the other the other things they've added is the um, the stages that are kind of like more kind of default kind of stages. Like you know the ten Mario challenge. You can unlock those kind of sample courses. Well, they've now added like this new section on the course uh, selection screen where You've got levels created by Bowser or the Undo Dog, <laughs> which are all characters within the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, some of them are more successful and successful than others. Like the Undo Dog one, I kind of liked. Um, it's it's like you're playing through a dog, like you go through its mouth and then you <laughs> you come out. It's <laughs> you get pooped out the other end. <laughs> It's it's quite it's kind of clever actually. Like you don't actually realize what you're doing at the time, then you kind of like you just you just step back and you wait a minute. I'm inside a dog, yeah. and you know that's a bone or something. Like it's you know it's kind of clever. They're very short stages, but um, nice. The Bowser one is a freaking nightmare. I think I tried I mean, that one. Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, I think it's got like two checkpoints in it. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I haven't managed to complete that one. It's like it's just troll after troll after troll. I mean. You're doing like crazy advanced things, you know, like just to progress through the stage. I mean, it's kind of like a puzzle stage, but not really. There's like some really hard platforming there as well. But I'm determined to do that one because uh, I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the Dust of Bowser made by Bowser stage. Hmm. So, yeah, I think that'd be cool to see those kind of updated regularly, you know, um, adding new extra characters into it and uh, seeing what they do with it. And yeah, and then the event courses, um, yeah, it'd be really interesting. Like if they, you know, they do ones themed around game releases. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It would be a good idea to do like a Chibi Robo level. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chibi Robo's just come out, right? But you know, maybe they'll do that. It's possible. But yeah, it's very very cool. And uh, yeah, very. I have satisfied. a question. Yeah. About the checkpoints. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've actually not played Mario Maker yet, but mm. I know. Okay, so you can do like different styles of stages, like Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers or Super Mario World or whatever. Yeah. So, are they, checkpoints available in every flavor yeah. of stage? That's the weird yep. thing. They've actually made like a uh, like an original eight bit checkpoint flag for the original Mario mm, Brothers. Oh, <laughs> and even okay. you know Mario Three as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about that. The That's Mario, interesting. Um, Ty would appreciate this as well. Like they've, they've actually not done the proper checkpoint because, as you would know, the checkpoint for Mario World is like one of those mini, um, yeah, mini goalposts. Goalposts, right? But they've actually just made them all flags. Oh, okay. Um, huh. So, like you know, like it is in the uh, the newest super, the new Super Mario Brothers. So okay. They're all kind of flags, but just various you know pixelized versions of that. And oh, actually, there's one thing I noticed. You can actually tilt the flag at 45 degree angles, so that kind of makes me think that they could be adding slopes in the future, because that's kind of like oh, another requested feature. A big mm-hmm. requested feature is to have you know been able to like draw like you know 45 degree slopes, you know, 
you know, classic, you know, like first thing, uh, Mario Brothers 3, right, was right. the first one to introduce it, right, sliding down mm -hmm. on your right. ass, um, which is not in Mario Maker. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't know, I, I saw that as a sign, possibly. I mean, th there was an interview with Tezuka recently saying how that they're not really, these are not going to be like, you know, frequent updates. They're not like adding in like fan requests like every other week. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be like, you know, very sporadic, you know. Yeah. Maybe when it's a, a request that makes sense and it's doable. So maybe you know, more they, along they the lines of like kind of how they were updating Mario Kart and Smash Brothers and stuff. Maybe. Maybe um, not as quite high profile, but... Yeah. I, d I don't know if they would add new like course objects or something. But um, mm -hmm. Also, I appreciated that you didn't have to update your levels once they added these things in. Mm -hmm. It's like the levels you up uploaded, they just stay as they are. Mm -hmm. And then you can, you know, make new levels with these new features, mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't affect anything. So it's kind of like a whew, um, because, um, you know, as we know, Smash Brothers, every single freaking Smash Brothers update, you know, it just balls up all your uh, replays, right? Yeah, so sa same for uh, Killer Instinct uh, and probably every fighting game ever. It, you will lose all your replays because they won't work anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Because the game is different. Yeah, so thank Christ they didn't do that with uh, Mario Maker. They f somehow found a way to to avoid that. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm hoping that they'll add slopes because I think that would make that would open up a lot of new opportunities. Um, but yeah, I've been making yeah even more levels. Um, uh, there's quite a few that I'm proud of. So uh, hopefully everyone can give them a shot. Um, the people that the the levels that I've been playing, um, probably one of them, I think I mentioned it last episode is uh, actually Pia from uh, uh, from IGN. He's got like some really cool levels. Um, the one that I played most recently, he w did one based around the different seasons. So you go through the level and the you, you, the season changes. It's, it just uses like the course objects in really clever ways. Like he, for example. Um, this level is based around, you know, a tree and how it changes throughout the season. So, like, the winter one, he kind of added, like, clouds, but he'd put them on rails, so they kind of went down the tree, so it looked like snow melting. Hmm. It kind of thing is very, very clever. It's like, yeah, um, I don't know how he thinks of these things. <laughs> <laughs> Often you can, like, get inspiration for your own levels by playing, you know, other people's levels. Right. So that's another good way you can do it. Um but be careful if you download someone's level and edit it, you can't upload it. So you should just like play it, get inspiration, then start a fresh course and do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're waste, wasting your time. I think um, I saw s someone on Twitter said that like they'd spent like, you know, three hours editing this level that they were <laughs> into oh, their own version. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> and then they couldn't upload it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. But um, I actually haven't been playing Mario Maker for the past um, maybe f this whole week, actually, which is the longest I've gone without um, pl uh, playing it. I've been checking Miiverse and, and checking the comments, but I haven't actually put the disc in. Um, I actually went back to Splatoon because um, there, there was actually a Splatfest uh, this uh, weekend, which was the, uh, what was that, the 7th? 6th, 7th? Is that right? Sure. No, 7th, 8th. 7th and 8th of uh, November. Sure, that's what I said. 
which which is completely bizarre as um Cyrus will attest uh completely the worst timing ever. It was zombies versus ghosts. <laughs> wow. Uh, a week after Halloween. It's okay. So, All of my Halloween lessons in school have been off by a week. So they they were nice enough to delay their Halloween plans just for me. So it made me think like do they only do one Splatfest in the world at, like at once? Like they can't have two Splatfests going on at once? I think that's what it is because I don't think any have been <clears throat> simultaneous. Yeah, because the last one in Japan was actually Halloween night or Halloween and then uh, the that first... was Love versus Money, right? Exactly. Which is nothing to do with Halloween. <laughs> um, well, I kind of, yeah, I guess not really. Not at anyway, all. Anyway, <laughs> Love won, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Love did win. So, yeah, why the hell Europe couldn't have gone that week and then, you know, Japan went this week with their love versus money? That was weird. Yeah, that is stupid. Yeah, Nintendo Europe, get on that. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, I chose uh, Zombie Team because I wanted to bust some ghosts, um, but it was a bad choice because uh, Zombies lost. <laughs> uh, I think all of my the teams that I've chosen have lost Of course so they far. have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal there is, but uh, you, yeah, wow. I was kicking ass, but you know, the rest of the team wasn't. So it's everyone whatever. else's fault. Everyone All else. All those yeah. times I played. Is this a, is this a potential scrub quote here? I don't know. <laughs> the whole the whole world sucks except me. Yeah, I've, in all of the five tournaments I've played, all of my teammates have sucked. It hasn't been me. <laughs> um. But yeah, they actually updated the calculations for the Splatfests um, to six times. So like whatever the score times six, you know, uh, to calculate yeah, who wins. You were saying but... that like in the early ones, it was like cats versus dogs. And even though the cat players were far better. Yeah, dog... I think that's why they changed it. There, there were people yeah. complaining. It's like, you know, Cause... we were better, but we lost or whatever, right? Yeah, dogs but... were more popular, but all of their players were trash. But <laughs> the... The cat, they still won because there was more of them. So, uh, so yeah, the new balance is like if you win a match, it counts as six votes for that that team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which is a good idea, but I think swung it way too much. Like, I think maybe four times the votes would have been a good call. Six seems a bit extreme. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah, like an extra vote for every player seems reasonable. Yeah. I remember I read like the the calculations for for how it pans out, and uh, oh, what was it? It was something like if uh, yeah, so if there was a hundred players and ninety nine of them said, you know, I vote for zombies, and only one of them voted for ghosts, then if uh, if the person who picked ghosts won forty games, they would win the whole competition. Okay, so like, <laughs> that, didn't, they, that didn't happen anyway. That didn't. Yeah, it, it was just. It's a hugely lopsided calculation that I made a balls of explaining. But yeah. yeah, it's it's way too stacked in favor of the the wins. Yep. Um. So yeah, good times. Uh, been playing with you know some listeners, um, which is good times. Um. Yeah, hang out on my Twitter feed if you want to know when I'm playing. It's usually the evening of. Well, Japan evening anyway, mm -hmm. which could be any time for other people. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's good. And yeah, it's so hard to decide. I mean, with this Mario update recently, the Mario Maker update, um, 
it's actually pushed it even closer to Splatoon for my game of the year. It's now even harder to decide. Huh. <laughs> it's like, you know, like I said before, like Splatoon was like just ahead. But, you know, with this these updates, it's like um, those kind of bonus stages that we got. It's kind of like really kind of added a lot to it. And playing Splatoon again this week has uh, made me realize how amazing this game is. Um, yeah, it's a tough call. It's a tough well, I mean, you know, we should probably, I should probably save this a little bit for when actually we have an episode talking about game of the year type of stuff for Nintendo platforms. But <clears> what <throat> I like about this year more than what I did about last year is that, okay, yeah, Smash is great and Mario Kart's great. But I mean, this is stuff that I've done before. And I guess you right. could obviously make that same, you know, argument for Mario Maker, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. obviously. But, you know, you're getting to create your stages, which is something we've never got to do in a Mario game. And the Splatoon is just like, you know, a really cool take on something that Nintendo really hasn't done. And it, it, and it works extremely well. And I don't know. It's, it, just been a... it's an online, uh, sh- you know, team-based uh, shooter game yeah. by Nintendo. Bizarre. It's, uh, it's crazy. Crazy times we live in. Mm-hmm. Middle school girls love it. <laughs> <laughs> and university girls and boys. <laughs> yes. I got, I got at least three level 50s in my class. Oof. Of various genders. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that uh, my Splatoon art book came, the one I ordered a while back, mm-hmm. and uh, it's amazing. It is such an amazing book. Nice. Cool. It's like one of the best art books I've ever gotten is this Splatoon one. Yeah, uh, I think the, mer- the merchandise um, the merchandise of Splatoon is very, um, yeah, very popular right now. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just cool, you know. Even people who don't have the game on, you know, know much about the game. Just like, you know, they like the characters, they like the style or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's really in vogue right now. Yeah. Check out my Twitter to see the <laughs> squid I want out of a UFO catcher. Totally <laughs> official go. merchandise, not fake at all. <laughs> it's legit. Yeah. That's amazing, though, right? I mean, like, even Ty has got Splatoon merchandise in his house. <laughs> Think about yeah. that. <laughs> there you go. So that's new business. Cool. Boom. Yeah, we'll take another quick break here and be back with some news. Right, so we got quite a bit of news to cover here, and uh, first, you know, actually, kind of coincidentally, you know, the I think the day after we recorded, or at least during the time of the uh, edit, you know, there's a lot of information coming out of uh, NCL in regards to like the financials and a lot of other announcements. For example, you guys have probably heard uh, Nintendo announced their first uh, smartphone game in Mitomo. And, you know, they talked a lot about their new uh, kind of replacements for Club Nintendo and other account system and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and I think even before that, there was more information about NX that kind of hit and like kind of like not solid news. But I thought and well, James kind of thought, too, that maybe this yeah. this it's be a good time to kind of get the stuff out there. Kind of like this is what we know about the NX. And that's well, a- it was that conference, right, by Kimishima. Yes. Uh, Miyamoto was there. Yes. Um talking in Japanese about uh, various mobile stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
um, the the whole Mitomo thing, which has been covered on various podcasts. Yes. Which is weird to announce a, a mobile application uh, five months before it could possibly come out. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I was listening to Nintendo Voice Chat, and they were talking about this. You know, in, in the mobile game space, you know, for you know smartphones and stuff. Usually, you don't have companies outside of right. like maybe a big event from Apple come in and say, "Yep, this game it's coming out in a few months." You know, with the release. Those people forget about it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you you don't you don't announce mobile things. People forget they don't they don't care. There's no way to like remember this. Yeah, you know, the people don't not going to put that in their calendars. You know, March, some app's going to come out. Right. Three hundred apps a day released on the iPhone right. store. They're fickle folk. Yeah. These iOS people. Yes. But you know, so. enough about mobile stuff because I don't think that's why a lot of you guys are listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that was the whole point of that whole presentation. Yeah. And, and then you know, NX was kind of briefly, was it? Was it even talked about? Very, briefly mentioned. Very yeah, briefly. With, I was reading through yeah. the stuff today, and then yeah. well, I guess related to the uh, network stuff. Which yeah, we'll right. talk about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. you know, in terms of the hardware, here's some of the stuff that we do know, and this this comes from back in March, and it's pretty damn vague. You know, the NX <laughs> is a quote unquote a dedicated game platform with a brand new concept. Um, is it though? <laughs> according is it according to Nintendo and uh, I actually like I mean, Ty's take on that. <laughs> PlayStation Vita and PS4 is, uh, <laughs> already exists, and they play they work together. <laughs> yes, not very Man, well. GameCube and GBA work together. <laughs> yeah, I I sent out a a trolley picture recently of uh, like a I just kind of copy and pasted loads of pictures of like. PS4 and Vita working together, which is basically the concept for NX, what well, what we predict it will be. So, and it's basically just saying the NX. Basically, it's a PS4 and a Vita, but it has to be better than what Sony did with it. That's my hope, anyway. Yeah. So, I guess kind of moving on to the stuff that we do know. Uh, again, software development kits uh, recently been sent out to third parties, and uh, apparently there's some kind of a short list that you know these developers and stuff could get on and you know you have to buy them and stuff and you know well, squares one square enix is definitely one of them exactly because <laughs> you know back in when they first announced uh, dragon quest 11 they said hey this is coming to you know ps4 and 3ds and nx and then later they kind of changed their stance with not only dragon quest 11 but also dragon quest 10 and then they went back and said like oh no uh both of those games are under consideration for NX, so I mean, basically, they got told off by Kimishima. Probably, I mean, you know, in RFN, they did a really good episode talking about all of this stuff, kind of like inside baseball about like dev kits and stuff. And I think those guys did a great job, so I won't even try to pretend like I know what's going on with that type of stuff. But yeah, listen to that if you want to hear more about that. But yeah. um, but basically, if you've got a dev kit, that means you know you can try stuff out. And see the stuff that you've got. Maybe you already had running, but you can see if it actually works on, you know, near to final hardware. Exactly. So, um, and well, speaking of their, you know, near to final hardware, hardware, uh, they're using quote unquote industry leading chips. We we don't know <laughs> from what year, but uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 2014. Yeah, <laughs> you know, circa 2008. But uh, you know, they're industry leading at some point. No, I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to shit on. But it, but it's interesting because you know the nuance there is that they're not saying the industry's industry's most powerful chips or the most graphically intensive chips. 
they're just saying leading tips so it could be you know something that's you know streams video incredibly well um something along along those lines you know what well, like like the Wii U does i mean the the way it streams video to that gamepad is freaking amazing um not there's not many things that can do that as well as the Wii U but that doesn't mean that the Wii U is a powerful system yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know i mean it's um, yeah exactly so you know it could it could be anything i mean it could be like some amazing uh processor that's you know kind of powerful but doesn't use that much power for the portable aspect of it sure so it could be something like that you know sure. i'm sure the vita's got industry leading chips or had industry leading I, chips in at the time vita, vita's release. still a pretty powerful little machine yeah. i mean um but kind of moving on here to you know back or you know we just mentioned earlier about the nintendo account and my nintendo uh my nintendo is the next loyalty program gamers you know you can get points for buying and playing games uh, rewards would be things such as downloads, physical items, and or credit to their account. So basically kind of the stuff that you're getting from Club Nintendo right now, but all the stuff's kind of rolled into one, and it, it covers all the different platforms and stuff, and it doesn't take a little piece of paper right. that you have. <laughs> Here comes a new challenger. Um, at this point, I'd like to interject with... Um, my hashtag James was right, mm -hmm. uh, which you know obviously that's a trending hashtag, um, <laughs> number three in the world trending uh, hashtags I think. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, an article I wrote in two thousand and eight, mm -hmm. uh, seven years ago, I basically predicted all of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Ty, I know you're a big uh, gamer score guy, right? Uh, yeah, you, you I like love your points. achievement points. So like great it, points. In my article, I basically lambasted people like Ty who love gamer scores, which is basically, I know, a pointless endeavor. You're getting lots of points, basically just to whatever show off. You ultimately get nothing, or they they give you some things, but only in certain occasions or whatever. Blah blah blah. I don't know what Ty got, like a body pillow. <laughs> Uh, for, for getting 30 million gamer points. Um, so that's, but, you know, the the aspect of, like, you know, getting everything from um, the games, you know, like having achievement points linked to tasks in the game, that's a cool idea. So I thought, in my article I wrote, that's a cool idea, I like that aspect of it. But Club Nintendo is better than that because you get physical stuff. You buy games, you get rewarded with actual physical stuff or, like, games, download games, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So what my um, prediction slash kind of request <laughs> uh, was that we combine both of those aspects. So you have achievements, but it's linked to actually getting physical things or games. So like you get 30,000 gamer points, but you can actually, you know, download a, a game for that. You can, Or you can get like, you know, your body pillow <laughs> or your Mario lamp or whatever you want, right? And this, um, basically what they said in this um, presentation was exactly that. Um, like Danny said, you can get rewards uh, from uh, these points. And they're actually linking them to in-game rewards, which sounds like achievements, right? Hmm. So you can do things within the game and you get points. And then these can be exchanged for, you know, downloads and physical items, mm -hmm. which sounds fantastic, right? Because yeah. um, I said it. Seven years ago, <laughs> no, and you know, I, I personally like the idea of achievements in games. I like that stuff. You know, I was playing on a 360 a lot. It's just it gives you kind of like extra incentive to do stuff in games that you might not necessarily do, and it's just it could 
I don't know, give you more enjoyment out of the game. I don't know if that's how you feel about it, Ty, but that, that's definitely how it kind of works. Oh, yeah, it gives you those sweet endorphins from going full Skinner box. <laughs> yeah, baby. So what I, what I, I don't think Nintendo are going to be as similar to Microsoft. I don't think they're going to make it easy to, like, brag your score. Um, I think it'll probably be... I would predict that, you know, Nintendo being Nintendo and being Japanese, that they would hide that. Or, like, you would have a gamer score, but it wouldn't be, like, on your gamer card. It wouldn't be, like, you know, Daddy Danny Bivens' two gamer points or whatever. <laughs> it would, yeah. Uh... I don't think they would do that. Or maybe they would have it, but you'd have to kind of, like, look for it kind of thing. Or you'd I have to opt, it would be opt in. To... To like what you can do on your 3DS at the moment with your Street Pass, where you can unlock like new things for your Miiverse profile, like new themes or whatever, just stuff that doesn't directly say what your skill level is, but shows the maybe. Or may- maybe you just stop opt in. Maybe you just opt in. Like you know, do you want to share your gamer score with people or something like that? That would be the logical thing to do. <laughs> yes, which means we will never ever see it on a console. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's the practical end of uh achievement points is i can and i regularly do check to see which achievements my friends have so i know if they have the game or i know how far they are it makes it very useful for you know finding a co-op partner or something it's fun to compete too you know yeah and like you know i make fun of people who can't beat a video game (laughs) (laughs) you do that you see you see that's where i would be wary that nintendo would allow that (laughs) because you know they've said that in the past you know they don't want well they're clearly targeting a demographic that doesn't include me (laughs) exactly i mean ty if you've ever tried to write anything on meverse i'm sure it's been blocked (laughs) oh i was i had a like my very first friend request was blocked because it had the word kill in it (laughs) (laughs) right wow my very first one. You should just do hand handwritten messages because then they're, they're harder to, uh, you know, find uh, Nintendo. Hide the dicks, D- man. Hide the dicks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Don't draw pictures on the Nemeco uh, Miiverse page. Mm. Nemeco. You can't. Oh, that just basically oh looks right. Like a dick. The, the thing that looks like a dick. Yeah, exactly. You can't avoid drawing a dick because that's what it is. Yes. It's a big... Well, that's a, that, that's a good that's a good research point, Danny. Go and find that out. Yes. I've... Does Nameko have a Miiverse page, and is it full of dicks? That will be a topic for the next episode. <laughs> Set aside forty five minutes. We'll uh, we'll fill you guys in. Uh, continuing on with this with the club. Or I'm sorry, with the uh, Nintendo account, my Nintendo stuff. Uh, what's what's the Nintendo account so, called okay, again? I don't know about you guys. This is this is all kind of confusing because I think all this falls as far as I understand and listeners. Please, you know, laugh at us and tell us we're wrong if this is the case. But it's Nintendo account, and then in your Nintendo account is your My Nintendo stuff. And I, so, what's the Nintendo account called again? Nintendo account. Yeah, what's it called? <laughs> and there is the problem. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I really hope that this is just their current kind of 
tentative names on this stuff because it's kind of confusing. <laughs> like what's like, what? Like Xbox One was a tentative name. <laughs> um, well, I mean, will this will this Nintendo account be compatible with my 3DS or my new 3DS or my 2DS? Which which console will this work on? Actually, yeah, none of the above. No, yes, <laughs> all of all of that stuff will allegedly work on that. And they yeah. talked about this stuff earlier in the year. How even all the stuff right now, it's not made for it, but they're going to basically kind of find a way to work it in. So that... Yeah, I think it's just going to transfer the Nintendo network ID. Yeah, isn't and it? that's going to be the same thing. That's exactly true. But, but... Um, yes. more interesting, I mean, more of a Famicast kind of a topic is um, how all these multi-regions of Nintendo IDs were going to work together. Yes. I mean, because I I think they are moving more towards my, more like a global thing, right? Yeah. So that would be very interesting how that's going to work. It seems like DNA is a little bit more... <laughs> They seem like they're a little bit more of a company that would think outside of Japan. Um, in the case they, of this, they let you uh, log in with Twitter and Facebook, right? Yeah, and Google. Yeah. So you'd be able to just log in with your, you know, straight up Gmail address if you want uh, to. Yeah. If you want to, right? Yeah. So I don't know how that stuff's going to work. I really hope that they kind of do, kind of like what you can do on PlayStation, at least PS4 and PS3. You can have multiple accounts from different regions on one device no matter doesn't matter where you bought it at and that's really convenient because then you could access all of your content uh, that you have that's a good point yeah actually yeah if you can log in with your your gmail thing it would make sense that you could log out and log in with a different like, i don't know google, i mean google account right but then on like vita they do a thing where uh, as far as i know like you could own like oh this it might be a memory card thing too because it's like okay you have one memory card that can be assigned with your north american vita stuff oh no <laughs> you have to get another memory right. card if you want to have one for the japanese stuff too so we'll see. Oh, that was super annoying on GameCube. Mm -hmm. I modded my GameCube ah. so that I could switch regions on mm -hmm. it. But you could only have saves on your memory card oh, from one yeah, region. Yeah, yeah. And it That's would true. ask you if you wanted to format it every time if you started up uh, in the wrong region. Yeah. Do, you want to, do you want to hear a painful story about that? Um, well, I had, I had retired friends that would erase my yes, memory cards regularly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I was about to go there. My friend came over from the UK, stayed with me. While I was at work, I left him with my GameCube and a bunch of Japanese and a bunch of American games. Yeah, came back. All my memory cards were wiped. <laughs> oh, God, get good. <laughs> yeah. Fucking F-Zero GX oh, yep. save. Dude, Gone on exactly. Angel Wings. Dude, exactly the same. Thank God he did, actually didn't get my Smash uh, Melee save. Well, that was on a, a memory card somewhere else. I and couldn't find. I it. made the huge mistake of buying an Interact <laughs> memory card for the GameCube because it was like the biggest one you can get in two thousand and two. Two megabytes. And, or something. No, I think it was eight. But now it literally, the case literally has fallen off <laughs> of it. Brilliant. And it won't stay on. And now it doesn't even read it anymore. You put it in, it and it's together. like, yep, there is nothing here. I'm like, no. Rest in peace. Yeah, very, very much so. So moving on here with some kind of more sketchy, unconfirmed reports on the NX. Um, this happened, uh, I believe, actually, Ty, we talked about this, the episode in the summer where it's just you and me. Um, yeah. About how the, a patent was filed for or by Nintendo, presumably for the NX, that shows oh, like a new this, game yeah. console yeah. like hardware. You, but you butchered it, Danny. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, the patent was filed by, for a device by Nintendo, presumably the NX, that shows a new game console-like hardware. God, fuck. That it's not going to have like a disc drive. <laughs> Nintendo is basically saying we're going to have some kind of a machine that is not going to have like any kind of an optical drive. 
and an ambiguous video game device. Yeah. So it, it it's kind of like okay, whatever. We don't know. But if this means that Nintendo is going to go, you know, basically download only for their next console, this could totally, you know, in a way, cut out retailers in the West. But in Japan, like. Uh, as if many long-time listeners yeah. might know, and you guys living here in Japan, if you go to 7-Eleven, you go to your local electronic stores, you can see uh, little Nintendo credit card type of things with games on it that you buy at the retailers. And, you know, it kind of keeps the retailers in the loop, even though that they, you are getting, like, a digital version of the game. And then they'll still sell it to you for more than what the actual physical card, <laughs> you know, is <laughs> or something. True. I've, t- I've taken oh, several pictures um, uploaded to Twitter where I've put the physical game and the card next to each other with the prices on, and it's it's always the case that the card is you know two hundred, three hundred yen more. Yeah, and it makes sense. You know, the retailers they they want to still remain viable, and that's how they feel if they can do it. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, if yeah. I can add something here, mm-hmm. uh, a a number of. Uh, I guess uh video game company numbers people there's a word for that <laughs> uh they they say you know they they can't cut it cuz the christmas market is so big yeah. like like seriously like some huge number like 25% or more comes from like grandmas buying games for their kids and they grandma's not going to like gift it to you on steam right <laughs> but, but grandma, grandma, needs, late. grandma needs to go into walmart and get you video game man or whatever <laughs> looks Madden, good. Madden 95. <laughs> whatever game has cool art on the front yes. or looks, you know, nice and Christian. But she, <laughs> she can do that if there's a little download card, right? Yeah, if there's a card, yeah. Or, I mean, if there's just, you know, if Nintendo really ramps up the stuff with, you know, uh, credit for eShop or whatever the heck's going to, you know, be their next marketplace. Yeah, and uh, you know that that was the plan on the Xbox One, like back when they uh, uh, unveiled that super unpopular plan. <laughs> back when they threw, I mean, I, threw I'm everything sure from away. the start, they they were aiming at making a download only console, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I have like thirty fucking games, and not one of them is physical. Yeah, I could still so, see them doing that. I could still see a, a no optical drive Xbox One yeah. or PS4 um, coming. Yeah, out. I mean. As long as grandma can go to Walmart and buy it for you on Christmas in some form or other, what they're going to be golden. Yeah, what I could see with the NX is that the if it is if it is indeed the console handheld hybrid thing, you know, like the console has the disc drive, but mm-hmm. the, the portable one doesn't. You know, it's, it's like, you know, download only or whatever, or it downloads the software to the portable system or something like that, mm-hmm. if they do do that. It'd be very brave of Nintendo to go full, you know, no drives, no cards whatsoever. Well, I mean, um, even if you look at 3DS, I mean, what they did by just offering stuff digital, like completely digital. I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of lot of even like stuff on like PS3 and Xbox 360. There wasn't a lot of that stuff, and Nintendo just kind of just committed back in what 2012. That we're gonna... Well, yeah, if you remember, the, the Wii U did come out before the Xbox One and PS4, and right. they were having, you know, day one, they were having full first-party games downloadable yeah. on day of release. And even a lot was, of you know, third-party games, too, sounds like Call yeah. of Duty. <laughs> which, which which was at a time when, you know, the 360 and PS3 were not doing that, so, you know, or at least they, just were, like on they the were ahead day. for a little while. Yeah, or like on the doorstep <laughs> right before they were going to, you know. But Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, they are moving towards a more digital thing, but... Yeah, it's a Japanese company, and I just can't see them getting rid of 
the optical drive completely. Yeah. Uh, I can. I think that's the way the business is headed. I think so too. They they are getting more confident. They maybe they're enjoying these um, you know rich profits from all these digital downloads, right? Could be. I mean, oh, yo, yeah. they save so much money yeah. from like not manufacturing and shipping a physical thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Don Koopman buying all his uh, themes for his 3ds. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> $200 worth of uh, themes and, uh, you know, accessories. I, I mean, yeah, a certain percentage of the population will do that. I mean, let me tell you about the full collection of Call of Duty things I got from my Xbox avatar. <laughs> Just kidding, I didn't buy any of those, but there are people who have. He got them for Christmas, and he said he didn't want them. Yeah, Grandma got them for me. <laughs> yeah. But. As she was pounding the dew. <laughs> yes game fuel and you know 2k15 kind of like what we were just talking about how you know obviously there are rumblings that you know nx is going to feature a tablet tablet like controller and it's going to be basically more like a fully realized version of the wii u where you can take the controller on the go not just to the toilet um or more like a fully realized version of the vita and the ps4 <laughs> i suppose it belongs in the toilet <laughs> <laughs> i mean but seriously though i think the vita and the PS4 have some amazing features, like the um, the what do you call it? The remote play is freaking amazing. Like you can just like go any network, any Wi-Fi, mm. and actually play your PS4 games anywhere. I haven't got it to I mean, work, but you, you don't. You have a Vita? Yeah. Oh, you do have a Vita. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, man. You literally haven't played it in two years, have you? Uh, I was watching. I was using ML, the MLB <laughs> app whenever the Cubs were in the playoffs. <laughs> But like, you know, the cross play and the cross buy things, you know, just like, you know, fantastic. But it's just so few games use that and or just they just don't use it very well or it's just shit games. Yeah. But like if this was a Nintendo system and it was all games, mm -hmm. it would be fantastic, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And I don't know. Another thing too, Nintendo, if they're going to do something without an optical drive, they need to really kick up the storage options because especially if it's going to be something that's handheld <laughs> 64 well. gigs i mean I, I like the fact with the wii u you can hook up basically any hard drive to the thing and you know you'd be set but obviously if if this is like a dual type of a console okay cool if you never take it out of your house you're fine if you hook it up to another you know hard drive but if you want to take the thing on the freaking go you're going to probably need more than you know 32 gigabytes depending on how big the games are and another thing that nintendo did before xbox one and ps4 by the way Allow all you know USB drives to be used. Yeah. Well, PS, Just saying. PS3 is kind of weird that you can like put in laptop hard drives in there yourself, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you need your parents for that. Though. Yeah, definitely. Um. So yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm I'm all behind the whole tablet controller thing, or more like yeah, portable system that connects docks with a home console. Yeah. And they play the same games. The game the games are scaled up and scaled down depending on where you play it. Right. Um, it just makes complete sense. You know, the new headquarters in Kyoto, which was recently uh, finished, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, I, haven't seen any pic I haven't seen any pictures of it, but uh, yeah, so that's all about software. That that whole new headquarters was all about, you know, software that scales up and scales down, you know, can use it across multiple platforms. Right. Um, something that's more future-proofed. Yeah, and obviously, know. if that's the case, too, I mean... There are times, you know, with the, when the Wii U first came out that there weren't really very many games on it, but then the 3DS had, like, you know, a crap load of really good games. And sometimes, like, it just went, like, back and forth. But if you're doing these things where, 
essentially, you know, they can be played on the same device, just in different, you know, uh, resolutions. Exactly. Then you could do this. But then, you know, that I think RFN kind of talked about this a little bit too. Would you necessarily want to play? Uh, okay, I would, I would say a Xenoblade game on your handheld, but they literally have that, you know, with the remake of Xenoblade. Was you know, like um, Capcom were very big on their um, what was their engine called? Is it the MX fr framework? The MT framework. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, it scales. You know, their games they build it in MT framework and it scales up and down. So like you look at Resident Evil Mercenaries or. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's the other one called? The, the on the ship Revelations. Uh, Revelations, and you look at it on the Wii U or the PS3, and you know it's basically the same game. Yeah, but you know just the textures are you know a lot lower, mm -hmm. and you know the polygons are a lot lower, whatever. But you know that kind of thing. That's what I'm thinking when I think of the NX. I think of you know it's basically the same game, controls the same, looks the same, mm. but you know the textures are scaled up and scaled down, mm. so the games can be made very very quickly for both at the same time. And unlike what they have now, where, you know, what's a game that's on the 3DS and Wii U, uh, like, I don't know, the Retro Remix, uh, what's it called, Famicom Remix? Famicom Remix, yeah. I mean, they brought the Wii U version out, and then, you know, whatever, six, seven months later, well, they reprogrammed Japan, it. Japan, it was like a year and a half later, but that was just... Yeah. yeah. So you can see how long it would take to reformat a Wii U game into a 3DS right. game. It took freaking ages, right? And you know, and that was something that's not even really that, okay, like visually speaking, not like yeah, that yeah, complicated. Not, exactly. We're not talking about like, long you know, Zelda, a 3D <laughs> Zelda here, you know, but... Exactly. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot more exciting to have it, an option to play a game on the TV or on portable yeah. instead of having to choose, you know, one or the other. Yeah, and that goes to another thing too. I mean, if they do this kind of set where they have like a, a, a handheld type of thing and then a game console one do you think they'd sell them separately or give you that option what i think i think there'll be a deluxe set with the control with the, the portable controller screen thing and the console mm -hmm. and i th i'm hoping that they'll sell a basic set which is basically just the console and a kind of wii u pro style controller mm -hmm. um which will be you know like whatever 250 mm -hmm. but then with the portable controller it'll be what like 350 400 or something like that mm -hmm. And uh, if you can't afford the whole deluxe set, you know, you can buy the portable thing later, for example. Yeah. You know, I think I, I would hope that they would do something like that instead of forcing people like they did with the Wii U, yeah. which was the biggest mistake, um, was like, you know, forcing people to buy this uh, tablet controller, which is great, but that means the price was 350 and it still is 350 <laughs> in <Yeah>. a way. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm actually not, I'm not one of the people who thinks that they shouldn't have included it. No. Um, it's just I think that they should have got the price down a lot faster. Yes. Or found a way to you know you know get the price down faster. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I mean, this Black Friday, <laughs> they they're selling a, this two hundred and fifty dollar bundle with Splatoon and uh, Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. Yeah. It's also three years too late. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, literally, if, or two years max. If it's I mean, only, I haven't looked at the news on this. But is it just only Black Friday? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, this, it's like they, they're advertising it as one hundred and twenty dollars off the regular price. I mean, and obviously, Black Friday you know, is going back. Black Friday in North America is one of the biggest shopping days of the year, if not the biggest. So <laughs> it is the the biggest, Thank, biggest, like almost by definition. Okay. Oh, www.blackfridaydeathcount.com. Oh God. <laughs> They, oh they, boy! I think it's Let a delight. Let me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Christ. laughs> I mean, 
Anything more than zero is an embarrassment for America. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's like. I think it's in double digits. No, definitely, ma'am. It's it's fucked up. <laughs> Has there ever been a zero in like the last fifteen? Are you years? kidding? Probably not. How, how the hell could there be? Prices these good. <laughs> I fucking straight up kill someone for them. Skip out on this rioting. Yeah. Give me that fucking Barbie doll. Kind of moving on here a little bit too with this with this list of uh, kind of unconfirmed sketchy stuff. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my favorite kind of stuff Black, I'm, I'm sorry I just found it blackfridaydeathcount.com 7 deaths and 98 injuries <laughs> the last one was a Thanksgiving shopper hit by a car in a Walmart in, like, in what? the Walmart? <laughs> but that, was a, that was only an injury it wasn't a death the car went into Walmart um, like, it doesn't say the actually doesn't say the shopping. Uh, it doesn't say the parking area, so I don't. Yeah, know. it I, might I, be actually. I mean, yeah. like he just like was pissed off. This guy was pissed off, so they just drove right through the doors and just started taking people out like it's Carmageddon or something. Thing Lucky weird. and wild. <laughs> the last the last death was in 2013. Um, somebody was uh, a teen was returning home from Black Friday shopping and he fell asleep at the wheel. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah. Weak. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Yes. So I guess, like I said, ending off this kind of sketchy rumors and stuff, uh, you know, there's something that I just saw that came out within the past couple of days, and it originated with uh, DigiTimes, an online publication, whatever, website. And uh, they have sources in, like, supply chains and stuff like that, like Boxconn and all that stuff over in uh, China. And uh, they, they're saying that, you know, with the way that things are ramping up, the NX could potentially launch – uh, it, maybe North America, Japan, wherever in July 2016. Nah. And you know, I, I've heard Digi Times several <laughs> times. You know, as being an Apple fan, they sometimes they have rumors and stuff, and it's almost like fifty fifty with those guys with this. I don't really ever hear them talking about Nintendo stuff. <laughs> so, but I don't think well, it really even matters. And you know, I was kind of looking through historically over all of like the past, uh, you know, game, you know, consoles and handhelds that have come out. I mean. Especially in like the past like ten years, there's really not that many that have. I mean, the last time, the last Nintendo new platform that launched in the summertime, in North America at least, was the original Game Boy Advance in 2001. Um, then after that, I mean, I think you know DSi or DS Lite and stuff came out, you know, in the summer or whatnot. But I mean, there's not been really a major type of a console launch in the summertime because that's just kind of a weird time to release something like that yeah um i think well one of the last things that iwata said before he passed away was that um you know they weren't going to talk about the nx properly until next year 2016 Mm -hmm. so i would expect e3 2016 to be the the you know the start of the you know the hype machine for NX. The, the, the big unveiling. Yeah. I don't know if the name will be revealed, but, you know, we'll get concrete details, maybe what it looks like. We'll definitely Nintendo know. Nintendo Ultra 64. <laughs> Just kidding. It's StarQ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the big reveal that the X was actually a cross all along. You know, everyone goes, <laughs> oh, Jesus, we, no. We never guessed that. Um, and then, you know, Zelda uh, Wii U comes out that, uh, November 2016 on the Wii U and then the next year the NX will come out and uh, yeah that's uh, 2017 hmm. is my prediction yeah 
the, the next year is going to be the hype machine year, but it's definitely not going to be a release year, no way. I don't know. Too I think it's possible. I think that they might go with, you know, Nintendo Direct is supposed to be coming back uh, at least one this year, and then they're going to have some kind of a new format next year. I think they'll probably try to start talking about it maybe earlier, maybe January, February, and start to get, well, no, start to get the ball rolling. Also, next year is going to be the year of the mobile app and the new account system, right? Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of, like, hyping up and a lot of warming up with that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, they need at least a year of hype, don't they? Not necessarily. I mean, if they... I don't know. Other things that I saw on the same website and stuff, too, that allegedly Nintendo is prepping something like 20 million units of NX to sell, which sounds ridiculous considering the Wii U has only sold 10. <laughs> you know, it, well, they did they did make similar predictions for the Wii U, remember? Yeah, but this is all just like bullshit. So I, I guess the point of kind of talking about this is just watch where the hell you get your news from for this stuff because a lot of the times it's probably just a bunch of horse crap. But, you know... Well, excuse me, my uncle at Nintendo is never <laughs> wrong. Yeah, so... I'll just keep on the hashtag James was right Twitter and, uh, yeah, you'll get all your information there. Yes. You know, I, I did want to kind of talk about what do we want out of NX, but I think we kind of talked about that <laughs> we kind of within this stuff. We... So I don't think we have to, you know, spend any more time, uh, you know, separately talking about that. But um, do you guys have anything else that you want to say about NX? Anything that went unsaid? Well, if it's uh, 100% digital, I hope they get their DRM in order or I'm so out. <laughs> Cyrus, any closing thoughts, man? I just really hope it's in some way comparable to the other consoles. Because, you know, no mm. one touches the Wii U with a fucking 10-foot pole because it's like, ah, it's kids' games, it's got no games, blah, blah, blah. Just, yeah, you know, sad. We use a good yeah. console. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So well, it's going to launch with Dragon Quest Eleven. So what more do you want? Yeah. Problem solved. At least in Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which version are we getting? The 3DS version again, or like uh, you know the upscaled HD thing? We don't know. There'll be an upscaled Zelda Wii U on it at launch. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, Dragon Quest. The 3D Mario, Mario the Metroid Mario game. Maker. Probably that Star Fox game remastered too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there could be a Mario Maker update, a Splatoon 2. Duck Hunt remastered. Splatoon or... Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just to make it extra confusing, it's just called Splatoon with a two instead of the O O. Yeah, they could do it. There could be a Xenoblade um you know. Xenoblade HD Chronicles X remaster. Yeah. HD H D squared, whatever. Yeah, could be. You can play it on the go. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. With uh, less naked uh, 13-year-old girls. More naked. On that note. <laughs> uh, so I'll tell Good you. Good job, you're the editor. <laughs> yes, I'll tell you what. We'll take another quick break here, and then we'll get back with the rest of the news. Right, we're back with the rest of the news. Zadiere. <laughs> Sorry. This next one. <laughs> oh, we started. This next one, you uh, might think this is fake, but I guarantee you this is real. 
Uh, Monster Hunter, the real. Fake. <laughs> it's it's a real thing. It's They got the idea from me. They did. It's part of what Universal Studios Japan is calling Universal Cool Japan 2016. And uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's so Japanese. It's like this special uh, kind of like... Uh, it almost it seems like it's like a... It's not a stage event. It's almost kind of like a haunted house type of thing, I guess. Where you're going through with your friends and like Monster Hunter monsters are coming out and scaring you or whatever. Um, but that's coming to Universal Studios Japan from January wow, 1st. I thought it was like the 11th. Um, January, let's just say January generally here, and then to June 26th. <laughs> nothing, nothing is open on the 1st of January. Yeah, that doesn't even make any sense. I think I missed that. I don't think that. that's right, but anyway. Six like months is a long time for an event. Yeah, I, I don't make this stuff up. Ask Inside Games. <laughs> Fake. <laughs> it's a very, very limited release for half a year. Yes. And uh, considering on what the Monster Hunter theme here, Monster Hunter Cross is going to get a demo that's coming to both the 3DS eShop and to various retailers, unspecified retailers, mind you, throughout the country. (laughs) So you can download it from the shop? Yeah, I guess. And I don't know, I wasn't quite clear if you could only play it at the shop for X amount of minutes or you can actually take it on the go, like back to your house, kind of like what they did with DS demos back, like, you know, in 2005. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, do you remember downloading it from your Wii to your oh, yeah. DS? Oh, yeah. I did that, too. I did that, yeah. So, But, yeah, that's the thing. It's coming on, I'm sorry, November 19th, just ahead of the game's November 29th release. And I think this is the first time they've had a demo on 3DS for Monster Hunter for a couple of years. So. Spoiler alert, it'll go in at number one in the charts that week. <laughs> yeah. And uh, next up on the news, Sai, would you mind reading the next little parts there about Pokémon? Yeah, so Pokémon, I forgot to mention okay. this earlier, is... So, with the, a big thing with fighting games in, Japan, in arcades is this, the secret boss. Where, like, Street Fighter has Akuma and whatever, Tekken has Devil Jin or whatever. Excuse me, I think you mean Golki. Golki, I'm sorry, this is a Japanese podcast. <laughs> so, uh... So, in Pokémon, they recently added, uh... With, like, a stealth update where they didn't actually tell anyone they were adding it to the game. <laughs> but... But now, when you play the single-player arcade mode that literally no one on the planet ever plays, they, <laughs> uh, they added this Dark Mewtwo thing, where if you win one game and lose two games, you get transported to like a secret boss room. And uh, this like black-skinned Mewtwo will appear, and he's got a big glowing yellow crystal jammed through his chest. Okay. And, uh, and then he like immediately transforms into <laughs> Mega Mewtwo X, and so you have to fight him just like a super form Pokemon for this whole battle. It's like uh, it's like the bad guy in Die Another Day, the guy with the diamonds in his face. Exactly like him. Did your so, uncle tell you about this one? <laughs> <laughs> no, this this yeah, it's it's it sounds like you know you find the keys under the under the truck to to get Mew from. Professional. That was my follow-up question. <laughs> if you beat him, does it unlock Mew on your uh, yeah. Game Boy Color? Yeah. You can use the infrared port with the arcade machine. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, when you do this, it's like... It's the first hint of a story that this game has where, like, hmm. this, like, hooded figure shows up and it's the, the Dark Mewtwo trainer. And it says something like, oh, I, I sense your aura. And it battles you and then it kind of disappears. So uh, it doesn't really do anything. It just kind of shows up. You beat the crap out of it and it disappears again. 
<laughs> so uh, I can sense your aura. Yeah. Does so it, does it lecture you about home homeopathy after that? Yeah, pretty much. It's like there's a link to some Scientology church down or something. <laughs> but uh, so yeah. So Elzino. But it's pretty cool, and it also means they've got a fully working Mewtwo model in the game. So he's probably gonna be in a, a character that's added to it pretty soon. Wait, wait, you're telling me that Mewtwo is not a playable yeah, character Yeah, Mewtwo right now? is not a playable at the moment. So this is the first <laughs> time Mewtwo was in the game, was this secret boss. Hmm, that's weird. So, cool. yeah, they've only they've added two characters to it already. Blaziken, the, the big fire chicken from Ruby Sapphire, and okay. uh, Masked Pikachu, the Mexican wrestling Pikachu, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome, all kinds of awesome, and this Mewtwo looks like he's gonna be the next one. Hmm. Okay, I, I'm waiting for Mexican Mewtwo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, moving on here. The next bit of news, Ty, did you put this one in here about Namco's patent? Yes, I did it's, put that in. It there. sounded like a Ty thing. I, I, yeah, I really I'm. I'm actually very, very excited about this. Me this too. May, this may herald uh, a new generation of, you know. Video games that are fun all the time instead of some of the time, mm -hmm. potentially. Any, anyway, the backstory is uh, 20 years ago, Namco got a patent that that never should have existed, where only they have the rights to uh, make uh, mini games during loading screens. They haven't even leveraged it that much. Ridge and Racer. yet and yet they have apparently vigorously defended it based on uh what a certain game developer told me. So anyway, that expires. That expires this month by the time we do our next podcast. Mm -hmm. And I am excited. Um technically uh, uh I think I read that Game companies actually can't start developing mini games during load screens until the patent is over. Oh. So you might not see them right away, but hopefully you'll start seeing them real quick because, you know, fuck loading screens. Hmm. I can't I, believe we still have to deal uh, with this shit in 2015. Well, I don't know, man. I play the Wii U. There's not very many loading screens. Wow. Maybe, maybe for X boners, it's more of a problem. Just for no, you're, you're mistaking not having any games to play on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I was, I was searching for the right SAS right there, and I'm afraid to say it was multiple choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when when you buy your 50 gigabyte disc from the store, and then you have to install the, all those 50 gigabytes to your hard drive. Uh, excuse me. I what, what are you supposed a to do in that time? Physical game, or we just would... download it directly? Yeah. And then install it. Um, you you can't really do anything, but now you might actually be able to play some games while you're waiting for your 120 gigabyte install. Would be nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And the last. Sorry, they don't make games on cartridges anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like I, Mario Maker doesn't load ever. I think. Oh, Splatoon kind of loads at the beginning and then never again. As a Disney uh... Infinity player, I am intimately familiar with loading screens. <laughs> Smash Brothers Wii U has like a bit of a load at the beginning and then occasionally. Yeah, it has, it has loading screens. It has loading, right? Yeah. But not very long. It's not long, like, but, yeah. you know, it's still there. Three Mario 3D World has no loading at all, not that I can remember. 
Maybe. I don't trust your memory, though. <laughs> and, and I don't play Wii U games, so I wouldn't even know. Well, Nintendo are famous for, like, not liking loading, right? Like, that's why they did the mini discs for the GameCube and all that kind of stuff. Right? I, I should hope so. I really wish uh, more game developers had approached it more aggressively. Like, when Eternal Darkness came out, that was a big deal about, like, how aggressively they murdered loading screens. Yeah. Like, it's only when you play like third-party games on Nintendo systems that you really see the the loading screens that people complain about. Right, right. But first-party Nintendo games tend to like not load very much, really or like good. less than five seconds. Yeah, I mean, some games are clearly better than others for so many reasons. Right. Cool, but yeah, I'm I'm generally yeah I'm looking forward to games doing this yes. mini game thing. Like, like, isn't it just Ridge Racer? That is that the famous one? Like you can play Gall- Gallagher or something. I think Tekken, vanilla Tekken Five on PS2 had a loading screen. Like you played that space shooter thing, and I think on uh, one of the Onechan Bara games. <laughs> oh yes, well used. Yeah, so I mean, we're talking about games you can count on one hand here. Right. That's so stupid. Yeah, good riddance. Yeah, they they never should have had that patent. I wish somebody would have challenged them on it. Because, you know, looking at the way the law is worded, like, I think somebody could have beat that if they were willing to put in the money and the time, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's only for, like, I mean, isn't it better to, like, just program your game to not load that much or to hide the loading better rather than just, like, have a massive loading screen and you have to play a freaking game while you're waiting? Well, there is a huge can of worms right there. I mean, obviously, it's going to depend on your game, what platform your game is on, you know, if it's a port, and how much money you're willing to sink into it, and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, as it stands, there are a lot of games with loading time, and, you know, they could easily slap in a tetris-esque kind of game mm-hmm. to, oh, I, got to... one, I got a good one that's relevant actually danny you're, you're the only one who's played this game but xenoblade x yeah um how's the loading for that that's a pretty ridiculously large game right and like maybe it... you have to install shit on the freaking console for it to run yeah and i i downloaded a lot of the data packs and stuff and um it... how, how long does it load between sections or whatever it's pretty quick it's almost I'd almost say it's almost instantaneous. Um, I mean, it's been a good shit. Been a good five or six <laughs> months since I played it. But uh, I, is there just a big load at the beginning? There's a pretty big one at the beginning, but after that, everything's pretty snappy. Especially if you start putting in some of those data packs. And that's another thing too. You guys out there, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles X is coming your guys' way. Just you know, less than a month away. Be excited. That game's fucking awesome. It's good to know because Zelda's based on that engine, yes, right? Yes, so exactly. The next, that we use Elder will be based on, is based on that. So. Yes. So, yeah. last bit of news cool. here. Uh, Cyrus must have put this on here. Yes, so exciting <laughs> news, everybody. I know, <laughs> oh boy. I know you missed out on me last week not being here to spread the good word, but yes. I have the Amiibo news. Don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> so, uh, so, the Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival is coming up pretty soon. Yes. And uh, exclusive to Japan, this is exciting Japanese-only news, is uh, if you buy a copy of the Amiibo Festival, which comes with two Amiibo figures in it, and if you buy two additional Amiibo figures with your uh, with your core game, 
you can get a free diorama, official Nintendo licensed diorama of for uh, Amiibo Festival. Are these at you know select retailers or everywhere across the country? From what I gather, it's everywhere, and huh. uh, it's actually a, quite a cute little diorama. It's like a little, it's a little kind of a display thing. There's four slots where you put four of your favorite Animal Crossing Amiibo. It's okay. got like a diorama. Yeah, diorama in, in Japanese. And it's got a little backdrop, so you know it's just a cute little Animal Crossing thing. Well, you sound like you've bought it. I have not, but a lot of my amiibo hunting friends are obsessed with it, and my American friends are pining over not being able to get them. I I have a genuine genuine question: Is Animal Crossing what's it called? Shit fest. Amiibo, uh, festival? amiibo festival. Is it? There isn't a free to play version, is there? Like no, which really shocks me. It's a full price game. Right, it's a full price game. That's the thing because I thought you need amiibo to play it, so I thought like the game was going to be cheap or free, and then you just buy amiibos. Well, I think it's the... a full price game, but like it's a yes, forty Jesus. or sixty dollar game, but it only no. you can only get it with two amiibo. So well, it's you can, but you can. I'm pretty sure you can get it on the eShop too. <laughs> That's so um, bizarre. I wonder how much it'd be on the eShop. If it's like $30 or $20, that would make more sense. I'm on Nintendo's homepage. I will check. And from from what I actually gather about this game, it, like the board game we've all seen, which looks like there's absolutely nothing in the board game. It's just, <laughs> you land on stuff, you go it tells you the a board, story. Yeah. You're this happy. Now you're this happy. Now I'm yeah. this happy. It's like, okay, this is not a board game, but continue. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you got 10 bells. Yeah. Well done. So, but from what I gather, I haven't read into it because the game bores me to tears and I wake up screaming thinking about buying it. <laughs> but uh, it's, Same here. But apparently the other modes, there is a lot of content in the game, surprisingly. Different types of games, not just that terrible, terrible board game. So They did a really bad job of explaining this at E3. I mean... They literally showed people walking around a, an empty game board and doing nothing. That was their like live stream. It was just like, "Hey, I'm going to touch my amiibo next. Oh, let me touch mine." And they, they would literally do nothing between each turn. I'm, they were just taking turns to touch it onto the gamepad and do nothing. I'm the alleged like amiibo expert on this podcast, and I don't know what this game is about at all. So bizarre i actually saw these amiibo i was in um yodabashi camera in akihabara yesterday and um i saw them in person and they do look like very well made amiibos um but yeah the game itself yeah it's a well get put game in quotation marks you know i was i'm looking right now on nintendo's website the japanese one at least and well first of all the the game with the two amiibo uh 6400 yen almost 65 um (laughs) Yeah, doesn't look like they're even offering a digital version, which makes sense uh, if you need these right. amiibo right, right. to actually kind of like a gu- play. guitar hero type situation. It yeah. does require the amiibo to play, so. but it doesn't. Ah, yeah, that's so dumb. <laughs> I still I mean, can't they... believe they haven't released a multi-purpose amiibo game, just a board game that you can use any of your amiibo in. They do have a game like that, and it is free, and it's on the Wii U, and it's called Amiibo Touch. And you could get like thirty-second demos of classic games. That, that doesn't count. <laughs> Come on, Jesus Christ! Amiibo touching about this. Yes, I'm being serious. That's a thing. Yeah, I know it is a thing, but like they need something like this Amiibo Festival, but for everything, not just Animal Crossing. Like a dedicated, I am playing this game. I'm not playing other games. I'm playing this one. 
I think we did a prediction thing. Maybe it was our prediction show before E3, and I said, you know, they should do like a you know third person kind of like action game right. with all their amiibos or something like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Amiibo nothing. Absolutely infinity. nothing. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the news. All right. Yeah. I guess just to go through, blow through the charts here real quickly. Um, we have the latest media create sales data. Uh, this is from October 26th to November 1st. Uh, clocking in at number 10, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. Uh, then right after that, number 9, NBA 2K16 on PS4. Imagine <laughs> wow. that. Brand new. Wow. So. Japanese people playing basketball games? That's crazy. <laughs> Got enough to put that on there. And then uh, my misspelling of somebody that's doing this to fuck with me. Splatton. Splatton. <laughs> Splatton. Exclusively for Wii U. Yeah, it came in at number 8. And then shortly after that, after Splatton, uh, Super Mario Maker uh, shows up in there too. Um, I forgot what was on what was number 6, but I think I just hated it, so I just deleted it from the <laughs> list. No, no, no. I'd keep that. That's fine. I respect that. But, um, I didn't know that's how sales charts work. So you can just that, delete the ones you don't like. That's, awesome. that's how they work. This has to media create, guys. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Yokai Watch Busters, both those versions, that's on there as well. Um, then after that, at number four, uh, Triforce Heroes. Actually, yeah, not a bad second week. It's, but then again, like pretty lackluster in terms of overall sales. Only like less than seventy-five thousand copies in like two weeks here in Japan. So not so. Sounds terrible. And then I don't know if you guys know anything about this Yomawari for the Vita. I don't know. Next Never game. Then God 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 Eater Resurrection for the PS4 and Vita, both clocking in at number one and two. Wow, cross that's by. pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, cross by. There, it's not cross by. It's not. There was like it's... there was a pack. Oh, that's what it was. Number six was a pack of both of these together. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. it was on the it's same uh, chart three tripled. times. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Off. So yeah, so, fuck it. Even Pokemon's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of hardware, oh, okay, that boy. particular week PS4 was on top, followed closely uh, thereafter by the 3DS. Vita a little bit weighs down, then the Wii U, PS3, and then the lonely Xbox One, which the previous week before this, and this particular week, 534 units, hey, it's, it's really coming up. And then the week before that, only about 1,000, but 1,000, you know, for Xbox One. And Fake. I wondered... That is literally 10 times higher than its usual sales. <laughs> That's what the press release says, right? <laughs> yeah, so that was bizarre. Xbox One settles ten times the most. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's all right. Well, that's going to do it for the news here. We're going to take a take another short break and be right back. All right, next we have a cool feature discussion that James is going to tell you all about. So, James, go ahead and take it away, man. Get it, get it, boom. Um, yeah, as I started the show with, right, that was alluding to this special super section here on Yokai Watch. Um, I actually wanted to talk about this before um, hearing RFN butcher um, Japanese culture. <laughs> <laughs> they spent almost an hour discussing uh, the, the ins and outs of a, a certain yokai that looked like something where well, they got it wrong but anyway yeah you came here for your japanese culture dose um we get everything right on this show no false information absolutely uh 
accurate 100% of the time. That's complete bullshit. But <laughs> yeah, with Japanese culture, we're usually spot on, right? Um, so yeah, Yokai Watch came, uh, just came out in the West. This is Yokai Watch 1, which is like now a two year old game in Japan, yep. possibly more. 2013, July. Yeah, so yeah, 2013. So yeah, it's now they're now in developing the third one. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's there's actually were two or oh, three versions of Yokai Watch two. Yes. So look forward to that. The West, <laughs> if uh, if it does get indeed get popular. So yeah, I thought this is kind of an interesting game to talk about because, you know, like Pokemon, um, which everyone predicted to be a fad. Uh, as they, <laughs> I think that's one of Ty's favorite quotes, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna last. <laughs> Pokemon is a fad. Oh boy, here we go. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the time, I mean, Pokemon did sound very weird. You know, pocket monsters, you know, this very Japanese thing, um, this, you know, video game. And then there was an anime and it's like, you know, what's anime? <laughs> um, but yeah, 20 years later, it's still freaking making the stuff. And here we are with Yokai Watch. And it kind of feels very reminiscent of that. You know, people are saying the same thing. You know, Yokai Watch, very Japanese, can it be popular in the West? Um, so, yeah, it's it's a very, I mean, it's an incredibly Japanese game. I mean, for a start, they haven't even bothered to change the name. Um, obviously, Watch was English, but Yokai is a very Japanese concept, um, something completely unfamiliar uh, to Westerners. You know, this Yokai meaning like, you know, spirit or ghost, but it has many, many connotations, you know. It's uh, everything in the kind of supernatural world, but it's also totally entrenched in Japanese culture, you know, there's so many things uh, that relate to it. So, which is what the game is kind of based around. Um, for example, you know, the the English catchphrase that they're going with in the West, uh, like in the TV commercials and stuff, um, they go, yokai, that's why. <laughs> Believe um, it. Wh which kind of <laughs> makes, yeah, which kind of makes no sense, you know, if you just like, if you just hear that catchphrase, yokai, that's why. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But <laughs> if you watch the TV commercials, they've got like um, like a kid, like a little, like a teenage kid. Maybe he's like, you know, 11, 12 years old. He's trapped in a lift or elevator with a girl and then he kind of farts. <laughs> and then it's like, and the, then the voiceover says like, having trouble with your wind? It might actually be. And then cheek squeak. Um, yokai, that's why, and this cheek squeak, which is the the character that uh, the guys on the RFN were talking about, um, is a, basically an ass-headed uh, <laughs> ghost. Uh, it kind of looks like a peach, but you know, because you know Japanese people say you know like, an ass looks kind of looks like a peach. Um, but yeah, with like s stink coming out of his <laughs> mouth. So like, I mean, did these guys ridiculous. get a hold of like? Uh... The Pokemon character design sketchbook of like all the rejected characters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean that that particular yokai, I almost said Pokemon then. <laughs> that, that particular yokai was called Onara Zumono, uh -huh. which um anyone with a ba basic knowledge of Japanese knows Onara it means fart. <laughs> <laughs> so basically it's like, you know, a farting spirit. You learn that in chapter um, one of, you know, every Yeah, Japanese yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. So yeah, cheek squeak is a you know, it's a it's a clever pun in english yeah it's a it's a cheeky squeak coming out of your ass but it's it's not too rude i guess but 
yeah the the design itself you know they didn't change it at all you know it it is just like you know, an ass but maybe it doesn't look like an ass to uh to westerners i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you've seen the picture right i hope you know what i'm talking about yeah i, I did yeah the pink headed one yeah so yeah there's um i asked these guys on the podcast to kind of look on the uh, wiki yokai watch wiki and find uh, one of these yokai and uh, see how they've translated it so uh, hopefully danny's got yeah one. i got actually a pretty good one i just came across okay. instead of just the random one i settled on before the episode um there is one <clears throat> in uh, okay i'll say the english name first it's dan doodle <laughs> and, <laughs> is that because it's your name yes no I, I well kind of i was just looking through the list and uh but his name in, in japanese it's ikemen keng and ikemen oh, okay. in japanese means like handsome and ken in this case like shiba ken like dog some kind of like a dog and he is literally like a dog with a kind of handsome human face and it, <laughs> well, it looks like a poodle yeah exactly and but he says it well this says like he like likes flirting with women and manages to win their hearts despite looking like a dog well the rest of his body at least but that's, that's just weird but that's kind of clever i guess how they kind of did this dan doodle I mean, i'm thinking like you know dandy type of guy or whatever and but he's a poodle oh yeah i found it here <laughs> so it, it says that this his um his attributes are like uh he kind of makes everything around him handsome <laughs> but he sees it he sees it as a curse mm -hmm. so i don't know how that would uh, affect the real world uh, you know, yokai is supposed to affect the real world right yeah so you suddenly feel handsome that's because of uh, dan doodle yes sure <laughs> Man, I feel so handsome today. That friggin' Dan Doodle. <laughs> yeah, so if you're feeling like overly that's confident in your looks, this Dan Doodle thing is just hanging around somewhere. So, But that's good, though, because like Dandy yeah. and then a Poodle. Exactly. A Dandy Doodle, a Dan Doodle. Yeah, yeah that's clever. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, often, like, I, I think I remember, maybe it was on an 8.4 episode, um, they had somebody who'd actually worked on the original translations of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I and heard what, what, what they happened, what, what they did was that the, the Japanese side would send, you know, a picture of the Pokemon, they would have the Japanese name, and then they would have a, a description of its personality or the, um, the description of the pun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, uh, just trying to think of an example now. But like, like one of the original Pokemon, um, you know, like Magmar or something like that. You know, it's like, I, I don't know what the Japanese <laughs> original is, but, you know, it could have been something like, you know, it's a fiery Pokemon with, you know, lava coming out of its head. And then obviously the, the localizers had to think of a pun or something based around that. Mm -hmm. um, with Pikachu, you know, Pika Pika means like, you know, sparkling. Mm -hmm. And Chew is like the sound that a mouse would make. Mm -hmm. But also, chew sounds kind of cute because it's also the sound you'd make when you're about to kiss somebody, mm -hmm. or like you know, kissing kind of sound effects. So Pikachu, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a sparkling mouse or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they decided not to change that mm -hmm. because they thought, oh, it sounds all right in English, mm -hmm. so we'll keep it as it is. Which you know, my problem with Jibanyan is that it doesn't work mm -hmm. because you know Jibanyan doesn't sound good in English and it's hard to say. Yeah. And uh, I've already heard several podcasts totally butchering its name. So Jibanyan, <laughs> Jibanyan, you seen Let that? Let me show Jibanyan? you my Pokemans. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be the same thing, and it's yeah. gonna be like my that. It's gonna be worse character than in Pokemon. Street Fighter, Ryu, and you're gonna fight Gwil. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, it's Gwile. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Cyrus, do you, do you have a, a good yokai? Yes, this one, it's actually kind of a, so it, there's like the main dude, Jibanyan, and uh, there's like a million versions of Jibanyan. There's like Melanyan yes. or whatever. <laughs> but uh, this is one I'm looking at here, and he's called in uh, in English, he's called Badinyan, where he's oh. just like, he's just <laughs> kind of like. You took mine, I'm going to have to find a different one. Damn right, go find your own one. So, uh, Badinyan is just like the, the evil, kind of the rough, like, uh, I don't know, what you call that? Like, he's cool, he has sunglasses. Yeah, he's, he's like kind of cool He's a gangster. He's, yeah, gangster guy, that's a good way to put it. So, uh, he's called Badinyan because he's bad. And, uh, the Japanese for that is Warunyan. I think it's Waruinyan or something like that. But Warui. Yeah, Warui. So, so Warunyan. And Warui is bad in Japanese. Waduiji, for yeah. example. So that's what I was going to come to. Man, you guys is... took like my whole thing that I was yeah, going to say. Th- this is my <laughs> whole thing. It. So that a lot of people, they see Wario in Mario and they're like, oh, it's just upside down M. So it's Wario, the evil version. But right. he's called that <laughs> as a double meaning because Warui means bad in in Japanese. So it's like he is the bad Mario and it's a cute logo thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember so. Mitt Romney talking about this at length. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, that was the thing that went floating around the internet was this misattributed quote about... Uh, well, if you look in the uh, itinerary we have here, I posted that in there for you. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Nothing's more infuriating than those who criticize Waluigi's name. Do they honestly think it's taking the wa from Mario and affixing it to Luigi? In Japanese, Warui translates as bad, and Ruigi is the phonetic equivalent of Luigi. Waluigi is a portmanteau of Warui and Ruigi. Bad Luigi. It's a clever pun. Anyone who says Waluigi's name is stupid is actually betraying their own ignorance of the Japanese language. <laughs> Mitt Romney. I agree, Mitt. No apology. The case for American greatness. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite of his speeches, actually. I didn't like him yeah. as, a, as, a, as a candidate, but that, that was a good moving speech. Wasn't, wasn't there a presidential candidate that actually could sing the whole Pokemon theme song? Uh, what's his name? Herman Cain yeah, quoted guy, yeah. a large segment of uh, the Pokemon movie in his uh, in his uh, what's the word? His his resignation of uh, his, <laughs> his attempt failed, at the presidency. Yes, yeah. his "fuck this, I'm out" speech. He quoted the Pokemon movie. <laughs> his campaign manager is probably like, "Well, I'm done. I'm out of a job. Let's fucking go down in a spectacular blaze of glory." <laughs> good luck to him <laughs> yes how's he doing these days doing great so uh so ty uh cyrus took yours i guess yeah um i do have another good one and this one is in english is called count cavity um, jesus christ rejected so, yeah. pokemon dot text so <laughs> yeah 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 in in japanese called mushiba Hakushaku, which which literally means the cavity baron. Mushiba is uh, you know like a, a bad tooth, um, uh, and yeah, Hakushaku is a, a baron. So yeah, Count Cavity, 
or cavity barren <laughs> in Japanese. <laughs> so it's pretty much a literal translation sometimes. But yeah, so that that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of the the hoops that uh, these localizers have to um, to jump through. I mean, yeah, like we talk about A4 podcast a lot, but they they are actual lo- localizers, right? And uh, they probably know lots of good stories about um, things like this. I mean, they recently finished uh, localizing Xenoblade, right? Right, right. or they're at least, or maybe, yeah, probably, yeah. Well, they should, well yeah, they, well, they're hopefully they're Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found a badass one. Oh, here we go. Okay, uh, apparently the they haven't filled out his description on the wiki, but his name is Sticks Mark Six. He looks like a <laughs> a crazy fucking boat monster. <laughs> he's he's got this fisherman's hook. He looks oh, re- like the the river sticks. Yeah, he lo- and he looks gotcha. real angry. Hmm, so that's quite clever. This might so be that, yeah, that's a good example actually because they've attached Western culture into a Japanese yokai. Yeah. Oh yeah, this guy's originally name here, Daihachi Sanzumari. <laughs> that means... I wonder. I wonder how many they're going to keep the same in, in Japanese and English. That's yeah, interesting. So um, I had this on another podcast, possibly uh, Nintendo Voice Chat, that they're actually keeping the food the same and the and the setting. Mm-hmm. So you you'll walk around and you'll go. The first place you go to is a temple, a Japanese temple in your neighborhood. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, in a typical you know American neighborhood, you bump into a Japanese uh, shrine. <laughs> um, but they don't actually say it's Japan. And they don't actually say it's America. They, it's a kind of a generic town that just happens to have a temple and sell rice bowls. Mm. So they're eating, they're eating Japanese food. Um, there's all these Japanese yokai, which have some of them have English names. Mm. <laughs> so it's uh, kind of unusual. I'd um, be interesting to see how kids uh, relate to that. Because Pokemon was a lot more generic, wasn't it? It was more like... I mean, with the the newer ones, they were almost like European, wasn't it? Like the XY was like Paris. Yeah, XY was yeah. European. The ones before Black and White were New York. It was very clearly set yeah. in New York, which is kind of. And the older ones were based on parts of Japan. Yeah, right? different the, regions. The shape, at least. loosely, yeah, very, very loosely. But it was more like the shape of the map rather than the actual place. Yeah, right? you know, the houses looked just like generic. They, they had RPG a few key features houses. that, if you were from Japan, you would kind of get. That right. like it was based on a real place, but yeah, nothing major. Yeah, so I, I think I told you a few episodes ago that you know I've been getting my son into watching Ghostbusters, you know the real Ghostbusters um, uh, animation, mm-hmm. and watching that with him, and you know like you know it's kind of like a throwback to my childhood as well. Uh, he's really liking it, but like all the stories that they have are based so uh, they're based around you know uh, Western ghost stories. Like, for example, the Sandman and, you know, the guy that Cyrus always goes on about that. No one can remember his name. <laughs> uh, what's his Sam name? Hay. Sam Malone or whatever. Yeah, yeah Sam Malone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a great Cheers episode. <laughs> um, but it just made me realize that, you know, basically, Yokai Watch is Ghostbusters. I mean, every every Ghostbusters episode I watch, it just makes me, it just confirms this more and more. I mean, like... Like the Sandman episode, for example, you know, like people are getting sleepy and the, because of this is it's because the Sandman is in the town. And so he's causing all these, you know, people to become sleepy. Right. So that's basically what the Yokai Watch is. The whole concept is, you know, people have problems and it's because of ghosts. 
and this guy, this kid, who's now called Nate, by the way, oh. in, the, in the English version, um, can see these these spirits using his yokai watch and to uh, to see them and to either you know capture them, befriend them, or whatever. And they even went one step further with yokai watch busters recently. Oh, where man. freaking it's I mean it, they're not even trying to hide it now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it was pretty obvious to me before busters came out but you know with that it's just you know it's taking the piss almost. I mean its name is literally busters it's got it right there in the <laughs> yeah. title. Yeah. And the Jibanyan's little costume with his little you know proton pack. Yeah, it's, he uh, dresses in a, in a jumpsuit with a proton pack. They drive around in an Ecto-1 lookalike car. <laughs> the, the main boss is a giant ghost that looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It's... I mean, yeah. So, so the, this is this is my beef here. I mean, like I said with that that Ghostbusters Sandman episode, I'm just using that as an example that everyone can relate to. So we blame the Sandman in Western culture. We blame the Sandman for putting sleepy dust in our eyes, right? You know, that's what we're told when we're young or whatever, right? Um, so that's inherent in our culture, but it's not in Japanese culture. Um, they don't believe that. You know, we talked about the moon being made of cheese or mochi or whatever, right? Uh -huh. So the thing is, like, <laughs> going back to the ass-faced uh, cheek squeaks, <laughs> we, we don't blame ghosts for our farting. I mean, you know, the reason why Danny farts six times a day is because he eats you know mcdonald's too much yeah i mean i had three quarter pounders what are you gonna do but but he doesn't blame it on cheek squeaks no. or, my cheeks or, my or cheek squeaks or, but you know whatever <laughs> or not yeah. um you know maybe his wife would blame the yokai maybe know. or maybe he should he would just blame she, you well she sees right through me <laughs> quite literally sometimes yes. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, that's that's going to be the interesting thing, you know. It's trying to like force this kind of these Japanese concepts on you know Western kids. How are they going to relate to that? Are they going to relate to that, or maybe they're just going to take it at face value and just see the kind of stupid characters and just enjoy it as it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, but, I'd you know, say it's not going to be an issue at all because like even in the Pokemon universe, they explain loads of stuff in that. It's like oh. The power is gone there must be magnemites in the walls you know they just kind of it's, it's <laughs> yeah. got some you know it's got yeah. some in-universe thing they'll just play this game and think oh it's just in-universe if you yeah. fart it's because there's a giant butt-shaped man <laughs> but they're not they're not calling them yokai right they uh, sorry they're not calling them ghosts they're calling them yokai yeah specifically nintendo yokai. Are, are very very keen on not saying the word ghost or spirit they're very very keen on that they're like no it's not a ghost it's a yokai also, it's like a spirit. No, 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 it's not a spirit. It's a yokai. <laughs> it's like, well, what's a yokai? It's a yokai. Okay, thanks for the explanation. Yeah, because it feeds into the same thing as Pokemon. Is you don't care that Pokemon are very Japanese because yeah. they're Pokemon. They're imaginary monsters. Yeah. Yeah, they're monsters. There's, there's the English word. It's actually derived from an English word. It's a pocket monster. It's a Pokemon, right? But Pokemon. It's Pokemans. It's a man in your pocket. <laughs> but yokai is... Just it's it's a freaking it's a word written in kanji for Christ's sake. Yeah, <laughs> you know, th right. there's no way of getting it's around it. Peak it's not, Japanese. It's yeah. so Japanese. It's unbelievable, right? Well, yeah. If you ask me, I think kids are gonna like it because it's Japanese. Japan is still cool, at least the little kids. 
Yeah, and they have some really hot bundles, especially maybe it's in Europe too. Okay, so okay, that sounded weird. Oh man, yeah. says Danny, rubbing his hands. <laughs> no, can't um, wait to get in on that yokai action. Yes, no. yeah, they, they got a two DS. Yeah, two DS that, I mean, like, that comes with the game, like a digital version of it for ninety nine. Is the trading bucks. card game out yet? I don't think so. Oh, actually, has the anime started? In, oh, I think it must have started. I think it did, right? yeah. So they've got five, five or six episodes in. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I noticed on this Wikipedia thing, that, or the Yokaipedia thing, they had English voice actors listed for some characters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, must have started, right? Interesting. So, yeah, and to, to top it off, to round, round this up, I mean, it's coming full circle because, like I said, you know, Yokai Watch 2, let's expect that probably sometime next year. Mm-hmm. And then Yokai Watch 3, which is not finished yet, is going to be based in America. And I just read up about this. So apparently the yokai are actually Western uh, yokai. Huh. So, the, so boy, yeah, what we, we would call ghosts or spirits or legends or whatever. Um, so, yeah, they're actually going to be those kind of things. And, um, yeah, it's, like I said, it's going to be based in America. Or part of it is going to be in America. Mm-hmm. Um, where everyone will probably speak Japanese. Of course. Or, but but it'll be written in katakana because, you know, we all speak Japanese, but in strange accents. Yes. That's what Japanese people think. Obviously. Isn't? So, yeah, look out for Obesity Mon, <laughs> uh, Burger Mans, or whatever they call it. Sausage Fingers. It's actually, <laughs> yeah. on, on that note, like I said, in uh, Pokemon Black and White was set in America. And so they did some really clever touches with the Pokemon in that. Like, I, there was a recent, there's a pretty cool website called uh, Did You Know Gaming, where they do uh, like oh, yeah, yeah. they do a it's bunch a, of a YouTube series, right? Yeah, the YouTube series. They do a bunch of facts about a specific game topic, and they recently did Pokemon, and it talks about black white about the American representations, and there's little cool ones like uh, there's these ferret Pokemon. I can't remember their name. Like stand up on their back legs, they've got these bright, crazy red eyes. But uh, they've got like these markings on their bodies that are identical to construction workers in New York who have these <laughs> specific jackets with these uh, these like warning markers on them. So it's like the same markers are used in the Pokemon, and they've got like a trash-based Pokemon as a nod to all the trash that's piled up on New York streets. <laughs> and, uh, nice. These, it's kind of cool. There's, there's loads of little touches that I never really thought about were American nods in the game. So, yeah, here we go from the wiki. wiki um, it takes place in St. Peanutsburg. That's peanuts as in the nut. St. <laughs> Peanutsburg, USA, and that, where the player can now encounter new yokai that are commonly known in the Western world. It is known that the game is to take place in America and Japan. Comes out summer next year. Yeah. And uh, the only new yokai that we know of is called, well, it looks like USA Pion, but it's actually Usa Pion, <laughs> pronounced, I found out recently. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Nate's going to meet a new character, a female character in America. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to release a whole new set of medals alongside that. So, the, these um, American. It's kind of funny. It's not American. It's American yokai. That's cute. I like that. That's very fun. Uh, a whole new range of medals. So yeah, um, next episode is the live episode, the video episode. I'll actually be wearing a yokai watch. And I will show the viewers 
what are you okay with? Because my son actually has one. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he doesn't play the games. He doesn't watch the anime, but he likes the watch and he likes the medals. You will see next week on the video thing as well that I will be heavily quotationing his son owns the watch. You can't see me doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I'll show you how a yokai watch works and uh, I'll show you some medals and what happens when you put them in. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So I look forward to that. So yeah, that's the end of our Yokai Watch segment. Okay, cool. We'll take another break and be back to close out the show. All right. And actually, that's going to close out the show for today. Uh, if you guys out there want to get a hold of us, you know, we are on Twitter, as some of you do know, but we need more followers and we need you to follow us. And if you want to do that, you can follow us at the Famicast on Twitter. So please do that. Tell your friends, parents, grandparents, and uh, leave us reviews on iTunes. That also helps out with more visibility and all that type of stuff. But if you have like a longer, maybe longer type of thing you want to send us, you can also send us an email. And uh, that email address is famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. And for Twitter handles for us individually, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at DannyBiv, D-A-N-N-Y-B-I-V. James, how about you, man? Yeah, uh, at Famicomplicated. Pleased to be joining. Cool. And uh, Ty? Super Cat Drugs. Best in the biz. And Cyrus, how about you, buddy? (laughs) You can find me at Celsi. Cool. All right. If they got rid of Ty, it would be a five-star podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not my quote. <laughs> so, he's uh, right. <laughs> 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 on that note, we're gonna go. <laughs> so, see you on the live show, yeah, guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Later. Later. Bye. <laughs> Who wrote they want a quick death of the DNX? Who do you think? Psy <laughs> God. Cyrus. <laughs> Disney Infinity hasn't been confirmed for it. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs>